ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the GP of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? What is going down, everybody? I'm excited for this. We got a bunch of guests who are going to be on the show right now. I'm going to introduce them one by one, give them each some mic time. We're going to be breaking down a March Madness bracket. This is for all-time QB, so you know some debates are about to get heated, and we're going to be putting every player that we got here in, in the bracket, in the seat, everyone seated out. And then in first week of March, we're going to start the voting. So first guy on, haven't had him on the show yet. Me and him been talking for a little while. Uh, one of my homies from Twitter, at Real Deal Fantasy on Twitter. If you don't follow him, you guys better make sure you go follow him. My man just came off in a live interview with Marcus Grant from the NFL Network. Shit is dope, man. So let's show some love for my man LQ. What up, what up, what up, Wolfpack? Let's go. I'm hyped for this. Let's go, bro. Let's get it. So, yeah, man. How was that interview with Marcus Grant? Uh, tell everybody about it real quick. Oh, man, it was awesome. I, I'm very appreciative of the, the opportunity that it gave me. And uh, hopefully, you know, more fire content comes out of me and we can just see it to the moon, man. Oh, yeah, man. Let's get it. Now we got a recurring guest on here. My man, Mr. Talented, Talented Mr. Taco, my man from the Daily Sporting <laughs> tongue twister there. Here we go. What up, bro? What's going down? What up, boys? What up, boys? Uh, not much. You know, for us, uh, we're just getting ready for the fantasy baseball season. So I've been just locking in, just looking at a lot of baseball, getting hyped for spring training, talking Yankees, talking, you know, picks. Just just hype right now, bro. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Hell yeah. My homie Antonio in here. He's from New York. I know he's going to be hyped to hear you talking about the Yankees. I'm just <laughs> giving him shit for being a Yankees fan. Championship or bust, baby. There you go. <laughs> all right. And my man, all the way from Kalamazoo, my homie Matt, Zoo Crew. What up, bro? Recurring mm -hmm. guest. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yeah. There we go. And last Before but not least, my man, ASAP Corey, always on the show, always coming through and dropping some knowledge. What up, bro? What's going on, everybody? Let's get into this. This March Madness bracket, man. I'm glad you came up with this concept. You know, March is just around the corner for college basketball. So it's something to get, get a little bit fired up for the college basketball postseason for sure. So let's get into it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I wanted to do it now. 
because I sent you a message. It's going to happen in uh, what, like the second midway through March. So got to get everybody hyped about it right now Mm -hmm. uh, before everyone just starts focusing on NCAA and that's it. (laughs) So here we go. So this is not the order of the seating. These are just the the players that we got here. Now we're going to be throwing everybody in here. We're starting off with the number one seeds and we're going to be talking about the number one overall seed. So I think the guys who I got at number one right there, I think those are going to be the unanimous number one seeds across the board. But who who wants to go first? Who wants to make a claim for someone being the number, number one overall seed? Mm, I think I'll take a shot at it. Go think, for it, bro. I think being that I was born 91, I haven't watched much of these guys, but it's a household name, and you got to know who Joe Montana is, man. I mean, definitely a household name, and – his accomplishments, and I definitely think he should be the number one seed. There we go. That was going to be my pick, too, so I'm going to piggyback real quick just in case uh, we got some other answers here because I know we're going to have some other ones. Joe Montana, 4-0, never lost the big game. He did not have Jerry Rice for 100% of his Super Bowl, so we can't just say Jerry Rice is the only reason that he won. And just to throw a quick little sprinkle on his last Super Bowl, they won – I want to say it was like 53 to 10 or something crazy like that. They were up 27, I want to say to three or something like stupid like that. He didn't take his foot off the gas, you know, like we saw in the previous uh, Super Bowl, uh, most recent Super Bowl. So that's my claim, at least for Joe Montana being the number, number one overall seed. I mean, you guys, you speak about just Jerry Rice, but you got to think about, I mean, dude had Ken Norton Jr., Ricky Waters, um, John Taylor as another receiver. I mean, tell me, I think Tom Brady's that number one pick. He's done yep. way more with way less. Yep. Yep. I mean, you tell me, you show me Joe Montana throwing to Julian Edelman, making him yep. a Hall of Famer. What do you do with Randy Moss in uh, 07 oh, when he had uh, well, second well, 50 touchdowns? 50 some odd touchdowns. No, no, no. In the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he lost it, but <laughs> you can't win them all. Yep. I mean, Tom Brady has has more individual Super Bowl rings than any franchise in NFL history. So, like, yeah, you can't he, knock that. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he got to be the best. I mean, he has more rings than any franchise by himself. <laughs> Man, it looks like, looks like I might have to be the tiebreaker around here. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's definitely Team Brady and Montana. The I'll, I'll make the argument for both sides, and I'll say my decision how we want to do a consensus or whatever. But the biggest thing where where I'd say I praise Montana over Brady is that Montana was putting up the passing numbers, and I mean he wasn't like a full on gunslinger like we see guys like Favre and Roethlisberger, you know. But he was putting up passing numbers in a league where you know you could you could literally destroy a quarterback and there would be no penalties or anything like that. Like before it was a passing league, you know? So that's my argument for Montana is just, you see all these gaudy numbers from Mahomes, And I mean, you can even make the argument for Brady in that 07 year too, when he put up those 50 touchdowns, you know, like he was doing it before any, anyone really. So that's my argument for Montana. And then Brady, it does come down to the rings, but, and then I'll pick you on, on a zoo crew over here is that like, other than Moss, like really, Brady has really had no true uh, wide receiver talent. I mean, yes, he didn't win the big game in, in 7-08 against the Giants, but 
I understand it's a Super Bowl. It's the biggest stage, but it's like at the end of the day, it's it's still one game in my mind, you know. So it's true. Going I mean, off all that, like, I give a slight edge. I give a slight edge to Brady, but that that's what I got to think about all that. <sighs> Man, clutches catches in Super Bowl history, right to the side of his helmet. Well, Kyrie, baby. They shouldn't have been in that situation to start with because the Giants weren't even – they were a wild card team. So that's on the Patriots, but you can't necessarily – they lost because of one catch. You know, it comes down to the whole game. They shouldn't have been in that situation. Oh, yeah. well, but I that Giants tell- defense was also historic, though. We had a lot of great D-line players. D-line won that. Patriots did have the number one overall defense in the regular season that year, though. Oh, yeah. Pierre Paul, Strahan, and uh, – Usi Umanyora. Speaking of of JPP, you think uh, like he gave Brady any shots? You know, like, oh, gotcha, 2012. (laughs) (laughs) He probably responded about his, you know, fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's go get them. And that's what they did. All right. He's got more rings than JPP's got fingers, man. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm telling you. Best three-point stance in the league, man. No question. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, Brady, all right, we'll give it to you. We already know that Brady's going to be the unanimous one. I'm always going to go against the grain, though, and give you Brady truth or some shit. Either way. <laughs> Joe, Joe Montana, I mean, nobody else got mentioned, so he's the unanimous you know, number two, number one in his region. Who do we got for the number three and number four? I mean, we're talking about number one seed in the 90s, number one seed. In the 2010s. Um, I'll go for 2010s. If you want to go 2010s, I'm going to throw Russell Wilson as the number one seed. Ooh, there we go. He's done the same thing Patrick Mahomes did his first three years in the league. So why, you know? I would put Mahomes over uh, Wilson because of that MVP season and the incredible run that they went from the end of last year to pretty much the Super Bowl this year. They only had like one loss. So I would take Mahomes. Russell had that same run his first three years. You know what I'm saying? No MVP talk, though. Yep. Didn't he win MVP in his first three years? No. I don't think Russell won the MVP ever. He's always in conversation. By the time December comes, he's not mentioned. What tips the scales for me is Patrick Mahomes has never had a good defense. I mean, he's done it without a top 10 defense. Russell Wilson always had the Legion of Boom, and that's what that whole team was built off of. So that's why I put Patrick Mahomes over Russell Wilson. Yeah, I go Mahomes too. I mean, like, you could say they both have one Super Bowl. They both, like, whatever, like, had great seasons in general. But it comes down to, like, if you're talking about skill-wise, which is, like, a big part of this is, is that, like, Mahomes can do a lot of things that Russell Wilson, like, can't do. And I feel like Mahomes can do everything that Russell Wilson can do and more. Like, I feel like Mahomes is just Russell Wilson, like, a little a little bit better, in my opinion, in terms of just skill and what he can do on the field. And their intangibles are probably a little bit even, maybe a slight edge to Wilson. But, like, I have no reason to believe Mahomes isn't a great leader in the locker room and a great guy in general. Are we all in agreements that number one in 2010 is Patrick Mahomes and then Russell Wilson is number two? I think he's number two. I know Matt already said Russell Wilson's number one, but you not voted. Uh, yeah, I can agree. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody anybody think that anybody other than Russell Wilson should be in that number two spot? Actually, uh, I don't know. If the, if there is, we're just going to move on to 1990. Where's Nick Foles at, man? <laughs> I think he's a little bit lower on the list. <laughs> the Brady killer. And where's my boy Eli? Oh, there's Eli 2000s. That's number two, baby. Yeah. Wait, um, right. I got a, I got an we'll issue just, too. I think, I think Manning should be the number three overall seed. I don't, I don't know how we jumped. I'll go say Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers. See, this is tough. So we gotta. So I, I figured the only way to make it somewhat easy is to break it down, break it down by years. Because it, it would just be, it would probably take forever if we were just picking every single one without any kind of, uh, any kind of structure behind it. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I still take Mahomes over Manning because I mean Manning is just like he put up those great regular season numbers, but consistently in the playoffs he lost to Brady just so many times that it's just yeah. like his 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 name has a little tarnish on it, as they say. He won't be number one seed in nineties, I'll tell you that. Looking at it. I, I, I don't feel that way. I feel like Brett Farr in the nineties should be number one. Well, that's what we're talking about right here. We are talking about who's going to be number one in the 90s. Right yeah, now. It has to be Brett Farr. Killer instinct, toughness, overall, just a, a baller, a dog. Hmm. I'm going to lean on Peyton Manning. If Peyton Manning ever had a defense, I feel like he would have done a lot more than he did. They never... He was someone who had to make the weapons around him better. I mean, I know he had Marvin Harrison, and when Harrison was out, then he had Reggie Wayne. But once we get past those guys, I mean, there's really not much that he had to work with. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be leaning on Peyton for the number one in the '90s. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Kurt Warner though, because when when he had the the Ooh. on turf, he was winning Super Bowls, and he went from you know undrafted, you know nothing, nobody to. Being a primetime Super Bowl winner, you know, Hall of Fame career. So I would say Kurt Warner might have worked himself to that number one seed because he has more rings than Peyton, right? I was going to say Kurt Warner, but that would have been a homer, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Kurt Warner only has one, Peyton has two, if I'm not mistaken. Brady cheated cheated us out of that last one. Let's just say that. (laughs) Went to back to back, won one one, and then lost one. Right, right. Fucking Vinatieri, the goddamn field goal. Let's not get into that. <laughs> Matt, what are you thinking for the nineties? Um, I think, man, it's a tough one between Peyton and Favre. Peyton solely on accomplishments. Um, my favorite would be Favre personally, but if we're you know we're going on accomplishments, I think it has to be Peyton Manning. All right. How about we talk about talent wise though? I think Brett was the better quarterback overall though. I agree with that hundred percent. Brett was the more risk taker, so it yeah. paid off for. Yeah, I agree with Peyton that. Knew the game better. He knew where he was throwing yeah, the ball. IQ. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely give it to Far. I. So I haven't seen Brett Favre live, but one thing that I got to talk about is when I saw Peyton Manning live. It was only once, and this was when he played on Denver. So, um. Already, already deep in the game at that point. But this dude, they were on like the five yard line or something like that, just driving. 
He walks up to the line, literally says what every person is about to do, <laughs> and then calls like three audibles to the receivers, and then is like, let's go, and then just throws the easiest like pass. And I don't I don't know if I, anybody – I know that there's other people who probably do that, but the skill that Peyton Manning has between his ears, I just feel like catapults him – just above everybody else, had he been put in some better positions because um, the Colts fucking suck, I, I just feel like he would have won more than than they did. They got dominated by the, the Hawkins. They had the Colts. I mean, they had Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney, two of the best edges rushers in the world for Peyton for almost all his career. Yeah, that's the only reason why he won his Super Bowl. I mean, he got to face the Bears with Rex Grossman, for God's sake. So <laughs> Peyton Manning would have never won if they never faced the Bears. But he's still great, you know, throwing yeah. f- over 50 touchdowns. He's the best regular season quarterback ever. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about number two from the 90s since we're already there. Got to be far. Far than Warner. Far than Kurt Warner. I'm I'm with Favre, and I think that's already three. Yeah, I think you really can't. Dip- it's really a toss up, but you can go either way with that. Favre, Favre had, I think, more attention throughout because he was just the big, the big one of the biggest names in football. Yeah, he was a dog, man. Mm-hmm. I respect his game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Mike D said Manning won less in the '90s. So they're just in their region based off of where they got drafted. It's not about what they actually did. In those, in those time periods, so just the player in general, but the region that they're in is based on their draft year. And yeah, see, there we go. Warner only played one year in the '90s. Yeah, so it's Kurt Warner's entire career that we're talking about, but he's in the '90s region because that's where he was drafted. Just want to uh, clarify for some people who are watching. Okay, so are we all in agreements with anybody yep. against Brett Favre. Being at the number two, making a claim for anybody else? Yes. Um, I hate to say it, being a Lions fan, Brett Favre, he was that dude. We never <laughs> beat him in Green Bay while he played there. Yeah, you, you should know of all people. Two times a year. Every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was horrible for the Jets, though. Oh, my God. Talk about getting a, a used car that was <laughs> on his last tread. Let's just erase that. Yeah, yeah. Forgot we that he we already it. know that he was just fucking around. Like, he was probably yeah, just peeled out. Drinking beer all the time, showing dick pics to reporters, you know, like all that kind of shit. <laughs> and then he went to Minnesota and actually played good. He's like, oh, I, oh, I can spike the the Packers. That was honestly yeah, one of just, the best. He were off, relaxed, rest of body, played for the Jets, and then so let's go Vikings. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the Vikings, he, he was lit. When they went ele- yeah, eleven and zero to start the season. Yeah, I think he he threw like thirty. 30 TDs and, like, four interceptions or something, like, up until the end of the season. Like, I was, like, a wild run. He showed his skills yeah. then when he actually had a complete team. And he could just kind of game manage a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Corey, why don't you jump in here? Why don't you pick the next uh, the next number two seed that we should be talking about? Whoever you think uh, out of the – Pre-90s, 2000s, or 2010s. Let's talk about someone you think should be the number two seed in one of those regions. Man, I mean, it's tough if we're, if we're just going by who's the next, like, overall seed. Cause it's it's a toss between Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers because they might be the most talented we've ever seen. You could argue, make an argument they're the top two most talented guys 
of all time. But I mean, I'm not gonna like put on a front. Like I, I've never seen Dan Marino like play at all. Like I've seen highlights, of course, but it's like, like just based off what I've seen. Obviously, I'm leaning Aaron Rodgers, but I, I already know their talents and I've seen their stats and stuff like that. But I mean, what do you guys think on? On where that leans, because I'm honestly I'm lost with between. I mean, those two. I didn't know who Dan Marino was until Ace Ventura, to be honest. <laughs> that just shows you the impact. But uh, I mean, it could be a toss up between the two if we talk about accomplishments, QBIQ, and all this other stuff. But here's the edge with Aaron Rodgers. We're seeing him do amazing things now. We're seeing him set records now. Like we can't forget about last season. This season, I should say, if him throwing like 50 touchdowns, like. It has to go with Aaron Rodgers here. Um, I, I would probably say Aaron Rodgers as well. I mean, he's my favorite all-time quarterback, uh, you know, just personally, other than, like, Eli Manning. But Aaron Rodgers can run. He can hit the Hail Mary. He can, you know, check downfield. I'm still pissed off at uh, the the coach for not letting him go for it in fourth and two. Like, I would have loved yeah. to see him make that play, you know? So are we doing the overall – Next seed, or are we doing like the pre ninety? You know, well, well, we were. I mean, I was just saying, pick pick someone for a number a number two seed. But I feel like everybody's already talking about Aaron Rodgers. I agree with him being the number two seed in the two thousands. You know, if we're using a baseball term, I mean, five tool yeah. player, someone who does everything better. You know, just better than everybody else. If we're mixing it all together, there's not one thing that he doesn't really do well. If he actually had a good defense like ever, he would have more than what he has. That's for sure. Yeah. Number two seed, no doubt, in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight with that number three, though. <laughs> I do want to piggyback, Corey, off of what you were talking about in the pre-90s. The thing with Dan Marino, I was born in 86, so I wasn't watching mm-hmm. him live or anything. I mean, I've gone back and watched the highlights and all those mm-hmm. type of things, and – 5,000 yards in the 80s. Like, let's just talk about that when people were throwing, like, if you had 3,000 yards, like, you were a great quarterback, you know, back then. And even now, mm-hmm. Drew Brees is the only one who's eclipsed that who's eclipsed that more than once. 5,000 is still something, like, in today's, like, realm. If you hit 5,000, that's like rushing for 2,000. It's just one of those things that if you hit it, you're in a different tier of QB. And he did it, what, 20 years 25 years before the next person did that. So, yeah. Yeah, Dan Marino is like the Carl Malone of uh, football. Like, puts up points, big-time score, big-time numbers, but just no chips to hold that legacy up. Yeah. (laughs) So, anybody have any beef with him being number two in the 90s, uh, pre-90s? Nope. No. Uh, Yeah, he's good. I would have personally put Troy Aikman or Jim Kelly over him, watching them all play. But that's just me. We'll switch back. Jim Kelly, just because he lost four Super Bowls, I mean, he got his team to four (laughs) straight Super Bowls, you know? Throwing to Andre Reid, he did have Thurman Thomas back there, but. Yeah. Scott and If they had Vinatieri, if they had Vinatieri in the 90s, they would have won. (laughs) Nope. <laughs> all right well 2010s let's get back to that for me for me it's russell wilson as the number two seed in the 2010s uh lq what do you think about about 2010s oh full send russell wilson i thought yeah 100 percent. anybody think anybody else 
should be no, the number Russ. two team. Okay. Russ is that pick. All right. Well, Zoo, talk about the 90s then. Talk about the number three seed for the pre-90s. Man. Um, I think I'm gonna actually I saw I'm gonna go with Steve Young. I mean the dude could throw the ball. He ran the ball. You know, it was before running QBs were cool. Steve Young invented that shit. So I'm gonna have to throw my vote in there for Steve Young. He won a few Super Bowls. For mm-hmm. 49ers, thrown to Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. And uh, he threw the TL, right? That's who the catch was. Or no, that was Garcia that threw the catch. But can't remember who else Young's receivers were for the 49ers right now. But I think he was a pretty good quarterback for his time. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he still, had, still had Jerry. <laughs> it killed yeah. it in that Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> yeah, he won a few Super Bowls with him. Just one. Yep. Taco, what do you think? No, yeah. I mean, I I think Steve Young is definitely, you know, one of those quarterbacks that, you know, came off. He's like a, 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 what is it? A a Kurt Warner. Not Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt Warner. Like, he wasn't a a drafted guy. He he came off of, uh, you know, the being the backup. Became the starter. Won the Super Bowl. One of the few left-handed quarterbacks in, in, you know, football history. Definitely got to put him up there. I would take him over Elway and and Bradshaw, who I'd probably see are the next closest. LQ, chime in. Who do you think? Steve Young, cool, send, household name as well. Mm -hmm. Impact, just what he was doing in general was different. Mm -hmm. You cut you cut out a little bit. Who'd you say? Steve Young. Okay. All right. Well, that's three for that's for Steve Young. I for me. It's going to be Terry Bradshaw, so we'll talk about him uh, next go-around. But someone who way back in the day, I know he had a couple a couple games where he didn't have to do much to win, that a lot was on the defense. But there was half of those, he did have to make the games. And way back when, getting those four Super Bowl rings and being a crazy leader of men when there was like nothing but savages, you know, in the NFL. Nothing but savages. That's uh, – It'll be my next pick once we once we get to the next round. But it seems like Young might be moving on here. What do you think, Corey? I mean, I gotta I gotta piggyback on Steve Young. I, I'm with Zoo right here. Like the fact that he he, you could say he he changed the NFL. I mean, part of it had to do with the rules that was kind of the the penalties were starting to become more and more to protect the quarterbacks a little bit after this time period. But you know, like you, you gotta go with Steve Young. You know he. He made running for quarterbacks a norm, and he set the tone for what it is today. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to switch it over to the 2000s, and I got to bring up Drew Brees, someone as a Charger fan that I was super pissed that they got rid of him and ended up drafting Rivers. Well, we talked about Dan Marino and his 5,000. Uh, yard season and Drew Brees has I think done that five times now. Always been a gunslinger. As of late, he's had the the defense, you know, to kind of back it up. But for the longest time, everything was built off of him just going out there and slinging the ball every single game. So that's my pick for the the three. Hustler, <coughs> Drew Drew Brees all the way. He's got the stats to back it up, and I mean, you could say it has to deal with longevity, but it's like. 
Ben's been in the league forever too, and he doesn't have the numbers. I mean, maybe the only person on the list that can match those numbers might be Philip Rivers. And I mean, Brees got the accolades to beat him on that. And I take Brees Town over both those guys, Roethlisberger and Rivers. So I'm with you on Brees. I would say Ben Roethlisberger probably just because he was the face of that, you know, Pittsburgh franchise that was going to consistent playoffs, winning championships. You know, he he held over from, you know, one coach to another and, and maintained his consistency. So you can't say it's like a system or, you know, uh, he was made by somebody else. He made his receivers. You, you saw what happened to, you know, uh, what's his face? Le'Veon Bell, once he left the Steelers, you know, you seen what happened to Brown. He broke down and he kept that together for a long time. So I would say Ben. Hey, man. You got to give me 03-04 Michael Vick, man. Let's talk uh, impact changing the game. <coughs> this highlight reel you can watch over and over and over. <coughs> he has to get this spot for me, man. He was a childhood like memory of just like every single Madden game you're picking the Falcons when you're best a Madden player. player ever. Best Madden player. Cheat code. There was no yeah, way to stop it. Absolutely. Impact, man. We have to play that into consideration too. I'm taking Michael Vick. If we put Madden into it, I take Vick too. <laughs> yeah he was the ultimate madden player like it was you know it, it got to a point to where if you were playing like one of your homies it had to be a rule like you can't play michael vick because we we're just not gonna play if one of us is gonna beat him <laughs> for sure man vick vick was different man he was different. mike d's backing it up so what do you think zoo who's your pick for number three in the 2000s oh. Man, I can get behind Breeze. I can also get behind Vic. I think the only other person you can make a case for, I mean, he doesn't have no Super Bowls, but that's because, wait a minute. Well, don't make a case for anybody. Pick the person that you think should be there. If it's someone who's already been mentioned, that's fine. But we want to make that. We want to get a decisive uh, answer so we could get someone in there. And if we got to take it to, you know, comments, we got people in here watching and, you know, drop your comments. Who needs to be the number three seed in the 2000s so we can use <laughs> your comments as a tiebreaker if necessary? Vic. I'd probably go <laughs> Michael Vick. Yes. Biggest story, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike D. Oh, <laughs> Michael Vick experience. Number three, but... <laughs> Michael Vick. So right now, it's two to three Breeze. And EF just said Breeze. All right, well, that, that tips the scales. So we'll, we'll talk about Mike Vick when we get back around to the next round. But I'm sure he's not making it past that four seed. Oh, Antonio, here he comes with the Vick. So actually, let's see. Let's wait for some more comments. If there's uh, if there's one or two more, if there's one or two more Vicks in there, that's what's gonna tie it. Rivers then Manning, they'll be in there. He <coughs> already said Breeze, so he's doubling down on it. So <coughs> we'll see if any other Vic comes in. As of right now, it's Breeze. Let's get back to the night. Let's get back to the nineties, Taco. Talk about the '90s and who's going to be the number three seed for the '90s? Throw it in the throw it in the comments, guys. I mean, I think I'd put Kurt Warner here just because it, it was a real yeah. talk between him two and two and three. So I, I would just slide Kurt Warner into that three seed. Make it two right here, Kurt Warner. Kurt, 
All right. I'm with that. You got to love the story. Someone who is like right. bagging groceries one week and then the next week, like, you know, <laughs> well, and then three weeks after that, he's a starting quarterback. And yeah. For real. <laughs> Now's where it's gonna get. Uh, now's where it's gonna get really tough, though. The number three seed in the 2010s. So throw it in the comments because we're we're gonna need some help here. Uh, I'll make a case right here. I gotta go with Andrew Luck as the as the three seed for sure. Like mm. the fact that he went 11 and five, 11 and five, and 11 and five in three straight years with that horrible offensive line and basically and what was his weapons like? T.Y. Hilton and and an old Reggie Wayne. I don't even know if Reggie Wayne was still playing during those first couple years, his rookie year. But, man, he, what he did with that and having his running back was like – I don't even – I can't even remember who was their running back, man. Like, he carried that team to the to the playoff his first three years. So, I'm going to do that. Mike D, Lamar is not the number three seed. So, this isn't the list. These are just the names. The actual list is all the way here at the top. So, we're choosing the number three seed right now. For the 2010s. So everybody chime in with who you think should be the number three seed. Uh, LQ, who are you thinking for 2010s number three seed? Man, I can I can back look. I could I could definitely agree. You know, that's very impressive with the terrible old line and a mediocre running game. I think we kind of took luck for granted, and I kind of wish he had the old line that we see today. But um, I mean, obviously to make a case against that too is Lamar Jackson, but I haven't seen enough from Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah, he can run the ball. Yeah, he can, you know, make plays, extend the plays, et cetera. But honestly, I haven't seen enough to where I can put him, you know, right here at this spot. So I might give it to Andrew Luck as well. I would switch it up a little bit, and I would actually say Cam Newton. Um, just for his body of work, the MVP, the play style that he had. He was one of the best rushing quarterbacks to ever play wow. the game. He basically took what, what Vic did and added a lot more muscle so he became more of a goal line threat. I think when you see guys like, you know, Allen and Herbert, they're kind of almost in that, you know, Cam Newton mold. So I, I think he almost created like a, a new style quarterback and, and is really like the evolution of guys like, you know, Brett Favre, only he just doesn't get the ball downfield like he used to. Yeah. Zoo crew, who are you thinking? Oh, I'm on a visit between those, so I got to go with Andrew Luck. Man, I've been disappointed by Cam so many times. <laughs> <laughs> In fantasy? <laughs> last last oh, couple yeah. of years have been rough. When he was playing and throwing that ball, um, you know, too bad he always had to go up against Brady and the Patriots, just like Manning did. But mm -hmm. you know, he was he was probably deserving of the number three seed. So I'm campaigning for Cam, also, because we're we're not really talking about fantasy, but I'm sure there's people on both sides, you know, of the spectrum in fantasy. Because for a long time, him getting those rushing yards, yep. he was, you know, a fantasy stud for a while. He never really had much. The team did not build around him. They didn't give him weapons. He was like Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson, and the team concept was like the same. They had Steve Smith. I mean, he was already getting up there, you know, in age. They never got him any weapons. Like, they never did. It was like, here, Cam, go out there and win us this damn game. Put the entire team on your back. And he got that MVP, did lose to the Patriots. I mean <laughs> – who hasn't lost to the Patriots in the last 20 years? <laughs> Eli Manning. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Foles. That's it. 
Okay, and so, and right now, Antonio was the one who tipped it because we had three here in the chat. Well, actually, I think Antonio just tied it up. So who is it going to be? So Steve Steve voted already, and then we had Jeff said Cam. So right now we're at like – I'll go Cam. I'll go Cam. All right. There we go. Kill a Cam. (laughs) And let's just stick with the 2010 since we're right there. I'm all for Andrew Luck being the number four seed. It's hard to argue. I would probably maybe say, uh, you know, with all the hype that Deshaun Watson's causing right now and with what he did in spite of having Bill O'Brien as his quarterback, you know, I got to get a lot of love to him because he just lost so many pieces and yet he kept making it work. And, you know, I think that especially if he goes somewhere good, we're going to be looking at a guy that over the next couple of years is going to set himself up as, you know, the the, the next rival to, to Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. And really quick, Mike D said these rankings are solely based off the year that they are drafted. So, don't look at what what I'm look what you're looking at right now. Don't think of these as rankings. These are just literally everybody's name on here. We're picking anybody, no matter what number they are, and we're placing them into the March Madness bracket up here. So each 2010s, 2000s, 1990s, pre 90s, four brackets. That's how it's all breaking down. Oh, God. Everyone got Watson, I'd cry. <laughs> Man, they bet no way that they'd get it. I think the Patriots are gonna make some kind of splash and actually pay a quarterback, but I don't think they're ready to take on something like Watson. I gotta see it to believe it. Fact. That forty four million dollar in the next two years. So <laughs> What do we th- what do we think about Andrew Luck? I mean, Zoo already said it. Corey already said it. LQ, what do you what do you think about uh, the number four seed here? I like Luck here. I like Luck here better than Watson. Luck beat Watson in the playoffs, so. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Where are we gonna switch it up to now? Um, anybody have a preference here on 2000s, 1990s, or pre-90s? Anybody want to talk about uh, one of their guys here? I'm still campaigning for Vic there for 2000s. I, I would say Manning as, as the top, as yeah, the, the Brady player. Oh, God. The gimmick. I mean, <laughs> that has to be said, bro. He, he, he is, like, you know, slaying Goliath. Over Vic, you know, we can't be ranked higher than Vic or Roethlisberger and lead the league in interceptions multiple seasons. Like that, that has to be a rule somewhere. I mean, Vic's <laughs> never won anything though. Like he, he's he the game. That's a culture impact, Vic man. Was the first to win a playoff game in Green Bay, wasn't he? Back in two thousand and one or two or something like that. I forget. What'd you say? I didn't. I didn't hear that. Was the first uh, away quarterback to win a game playoff game in Green Bay in history or something like that? Oh shit, I didn't know that. I remember that. Um, I remember him winning a big. I do remember him winning a big playoff game against him. <laughs> There's no way I could put Eli over Vic, man. No way. It's a team gonna be- Ben for me. I it's tough because Vic's got the talent, but Ben's got got the accolades. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that Vic was out of the league and was a backup for the last three or so years of his career. Yeah. So I got to say that 
Taco's going to be campaigning for Eli for a couple rounds here because I don't think I'm going to be. I'm gonna, I don't think I'm going to mention his name anytime soon. I, I, I would say Ben over Vic, though. Okay. And, uh, and I feel like those are the. I mean, we're we're starting to get amongst like a couple guys right here where, you know, there's a tier here that that's about to drop off, and I, I think those two guys, Ben and Vic, are in the same tier. I got to lean in on Vic and mainly just because of how much the team asked for him and how much he was required to do. Like when Ben came into the league and got that first Super Bowl, like that was like the worst performance by a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl ever. They had the bus and they had that crazy ass defense. So that's why I'm going to lean Vic. And we got a couple other people. So as Steve said, um, Big Ben way over Vic. And Antonio said Vic. So as of right now, it's leaning Vic unless we got some other guys coming in here chiming in. Donovan McNabb fourth. He's someone we're probably going to be talking about soon. But as of right now, it seems like it's going to be Vic. Full sin. I'll go Vic. And then I guess Ben would probably be the next one. I don't think that there's much of a debate on that. Yeah, no debate there. It has to be Ben next. Everybody good with that? Totally for me. See, that looks better. (laughs) All right. So now we're talking the number four seed in either the 90s or the pre-90s. And I'm going to bring up Terry Bradshaw again, someone in a league of savages. I mean, he he was able to command his troops to four Super Bowl rings, and it wasn't just all based off the defense. There was a couple where he had – one touchdown, and that was it. But then he also had a four-touchdown game in there, too. So he was doing big things back when there weren't that many QBs doing big things. Yeah. I don't have nothing against it. I think out of all the old quarterbacks that are on this list, besides like maybe from the Elways up and Cunningham's, he's the most deserving to be on the list. I, I would probably say uh... – Warren, Warren, Warren Moon, you give him a little bit of love here. Probably, uh, you know, one of the game-changing pioneer quarterbacks in the league. You know, definitely put up some big numbers. But I, I would say Warren Moon or, or John Elway over uh, Terry. What do you think, Corey? Man, I mean, I'm out. I'm out on this one, man. Like this, this is where my pre-90s, uh, pre-90s <laughs> stuff kind of goes out the window. Like, I mean. I could I could probably say Elway because that's probably the most besides Aikman really I've probably seen the most tape on but yeah I I gotta I gotta tap out on this one. The helicopter Elway. Steve said Elway. I could get I could get behind Elway being there too. I mean he did go to five Super Bowls. He was always doing his thing. Those two Super Bowls right at the end of the career, like. I mean, it was all because, I mean, him and TD, I mean, that's who it was. I mean, Terrell Davis was mm-hmm. a beast during those years. Well, we'll circle back to that. We'll circle back and see. Uh, we'll get some more We'll get some more comments in. Who do you guys think needs to be the number three? We're going to – or the number four seed in the pre-90s. We're going to jump into the – we're going to jump into the 1990s and get the number four seed. Who's <coughs> <coughs> someone this, I think. I think we could throw Jeff Garcia in there. Huh? I mean, he was good. I, 
Steve McNeil. For me, it's going to be, I think, one of those guys who I'd be campaigning for right there. I mean, both guys are pretty similar in my eyes. Definitely. I'd probably say McNair, though, just because those Titan teams back in the day, especially, I think that was one of the most uh, historic Super Bowls, the Rams versus the Titans that year. Everybody was just, you know. Screw you, <laughs> the ending Eddie George. So close, I, I just got to go with, with Mike there. Jones with a tackle. <laughs> EF said Bledsoe and Garcia. I like Jeff Garcia, but I, I, I could see the case of why Steve McNair and Dante Culpepper will probably be you know, above them. Definitely Dante Culpepper. I could see more understanding. Okay, well, we need more comments, guys. Help us bre- help us break this tie here. Who's it going to be? Steve McNair, Dante Culpepper, Jeff Garcia? Because right now it seems like it's someone else said. Uh, we said Bledsoe and Garcia. McNair was Bledsoe. I mean, I honestly can't say I've seen too much of Bledsoe, so I will probably mm-hmm. tap out on Bledsoe. I mean, Bledsoe's the creator of Brady, right? You know, <laughs> getting hurt to Brady the opportunity yeah. to be uh, the GOAT. So he, he has to hold some ranking there. Definitely. That's, what, that's what most of us, I think, know him as. I mean, <laughs> right. So I mean, he's by Brady. That, that, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> this one's tough. Bledsoe, McNair, Culpepper, Garcia. All right. Well, there we go. So McNair was higher out of everybody. Bledsoe's going to be lower. That, that's for sure. McNair, yeah. Let's do it. Aaron McNair. I mean, what a name like that. I don't that. even know how Garcia is being talked about this early. He played for the Lions. I've seen him play before. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Ryan Leaf. He's the, uh, the goat of uh, first round busts. Uh, I, I would say Flutie over over uh, over him too because of Flutie flakes. You know what I mean? Like, come on now, you got your own cereal. <laughs> yeah, where's Chad Pennington at? <laughs> where's he he's on? on he's on here. Yep, there he goes. He was My boy. He's on there. <laughs> All right, so let's see. So where are we? We didn't get any more comments on the pre nineties. Come on, guys, let's get some comments on the pre nineties. Who needs to be like the number? Moon. I like somebody said Moon or Elway. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's that's where we're at. Pretty much between Moon and Elway. Give me the helicopter, Elway. All right, let's get it. LQ just broke the tie there. So I guess we got Moon next, or or, or who would be the next guy there? Uh, I go Bradshaw, Teddy, Terry, Corey. You tapping you tapping out on everything pre nineties, just so I know moving forward. I mean, I'm doing a little bit of research right now. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at Warren Moon's numbers. I mean, his touchdown interception ratio is, I mean, it's a little it's a little bit rough in some areas. But based on what I see, man, I'm gonna give it to Warren Moon based on what I looked at between Warren Moon and Bradshaw. So, I'd give it to Cunningham. Oh, right, Randall was. Was Randall before Moon or after? I can't remember. Uh, he was I'm trying to look it up. After. He was after. Right. I mean, they both played at the same time, but he was drafted out. I didn't know who came out first. I mean, I Warren remember. Moon had to go to, like, uh, it was Canada, right? Didn't he have to go play in the CFL? Because uh, no one would give him yeah. a shot in the NFL. So, I mean, he had to overcome a lot of adversity. And if he would have just 
came out, you know, yeah. his first year and been in the league. And I mean, he would have better stats than what he has all time. Mm-hmm. Houston Oilers and uh, Cunningham, I think, went to the Eagles right off the bat. All right. Well, we had someone else mention Moon, so that's who we're plugging in as the number five seed. Let's jump back into the 2010s where it starts getting a little bit rocky here when we're getting to the number five seed. Watson all day. Oh, yeah. The Watson. Corey? Oh, Watson, Watson, Watson for sure. He He's – I mean – you could say some of these guys in here maybe end up more talented in, but we got to base it on what we've seen. And Watson's shown us more based on all these guys. I mean, Kyler and Lamar got potential. Josh Allen's got potential, but mm-hmm. I got to go Watson. I'm not even talking about Lamar yet until we, you know, talk about Josh Allen, until we talk yep. about Herbert. But Watson here is a no brainer. Zoo, you got any beef with Watson? I'm good with yeah, Watson. Rocket <laughs> Brother Quadre. And I really hope that the Texans just deal him and get rid of him. I know that this is all part of the trade negotiations. I understand that you got to play hardball. You know, like I, I, I totally understand that. But I'm so nervous about him sitting out and the Texans just like cutting off their nose to spite their face. I mean – a little, a little quick plug in Marcus Grant. He basically explained that he feels as though Watson is probably going to go as far as like sitting out a year, pulling the Le'Veon Bell situation. And I feel like there's no way, you know, I feel like he can lose in that situation. But in a way, that's going to be a huge impact on the quarterback market. Well, didn't they just change the CBA where they can actually find them for all those games that they missed? So it's going to cost him like oh, it's going to cost him millions. But yeah, it's a matter of like you know him making a stand. Like, listen, I wanted to be involved in you know the input of coaching. I wanted to be involved in a lot of decisions going into this off season, and he just wasn't talked about. And then today he told the head coach like yeah. he was out. So it's kind of like I, I can see him sitting out a year just to get this resolved, just to make a statement. Because, honestly, let's think about it. They keep watching. Are they going to win any games? No. So just get rid of them. Get what you can and try to get back into the first round with some picks and call it a day. Yeah, I think there'll be too many offers just on the sheet. I, I think that you might see, like, the Falcons making a play. I think the Jets, if they're smart, they have to make a play. Miami needs to make the play. All their money is on their defense, so they yep. have a great defense. So it's like if you go out and get Watson and deal to it, you're sitting yep. pretty in that division. Yeah. And I think everybody's just kind of freaking out of the way that the Texans are kind of operating this. But now I'm kind of just thinking, like, just from a trade perspective, you know, you're, you're trying not you're trying to get everything that you can. And if you come off desperate as fuck, like you're not going to get anything yep. close to what you want. And how do you get someone to want something? You tell them it's not available and then it makes them want it more. So they're just playing the game and they better fucking move them. They better not keep him in the room. We'll, we'll hear something in June. Just wait until June. Yeah, and the PR nightmare that they would have if they have Watson just sitting on the sidelines for all these games, and that's what all they talk about for every game. They don't want that. Every they week. Win games with Watson, they're definitely not going to win games without him. So, yeah, just go into a rebuild and call it a day. Damn straight. All right, so the number five seed in the nineties. I'm going to vouch for Cole Pepper here for sure. Yo, Dante, all day. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the rest of this list. It's starting yeah. to get ugly. 
It's starting to get real ugly. <laughs> Zoo, you down with Dante? Culpepper is a good pick, but don't sleep on Cordell. Old slash for Pittsburgh back in the day. Well, let's talk about that because we're talking about the number six seed. So let's just jump into it. So you got Cordell, uh, Cordell Stewart there for the number six spot. Cordell Stewart, yeah. I would say Doug Flutie just because he had the crazy college career. And again, those Flutie flakes out here are legendary, man. (laughs) (laughs) Impact. Facts. I, I'm uh, I'm doubling up on the on the flutie flakes. That's for sure. I mean, we're talking about someone who, like Breeze, wouldn't be what he is today if it wasn't for Doug Flutie, like breaking those non six foot you know barriers of a QB. And everybody remembers that play, like the the college play at Boston College, yeah. like just that alone get, gets him gets him a top six seed for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Full send. Yep. Let's do it. Matt can lobby for Cordell again in the next round. All right. Let's get over to these 2000s. Number six seed. Corey, what do you think? Uh, it's it's tight. I mean, it's it's definitely between Philip Rivers and, and Tony Romo. I mean, you could throw maybe maybe Matt Ryan in there, but I'm I think I got to go to Philip Rivers, just the longevity of it. I mean, even in – you could probably take out the last couple years in the Chargers, and they were solid. I mean, I know they don't have the playoff success. I mean, Alex can tell you all about that. But in terms of just, like, being a top 15, top 10, sometimes quarterback in the league consistently, like, I got to give it to him there. I think this is where Eli Manning needs to go. He's a top <laughs> five SNL quarterback. He can top fly five on SNL, okay? He's the Brady killer. Like, I mean, come on now. Those two things alone got to put him as an iconic quarterback. This is more so a status put right here because I definitely could see Eli sliding right here into this spot and be comfortable with it. Two rings. He got the most rings here. There you go. And he's played the giant twice. Mm-hmm. And I was never really a fan too much of Tony Romo, but – and Mike D said eight and eight every season, and he was. That's how bad the Cowboys were kind of back then. Their defense was hot garbage back then. They needed Romo to do it, and they brought in guys like T.O., you know, later in his career, and and Witten was the man when he was there. But we're talking about Tony Romo being undrafted. We see how smart he is. We, we see his smarts in the booth, and <laughs> – he was always throwing some late, uh, some late game interceptions that didn't always seem to make sense. But the Cowboys are the ones who kind of screwed him over. I think that the Cowboys had they been a little bit better with their front office when he was actually there during that time. I think he would, he may have a ring. Man, the Cowboys haven't been good in the front office since the nineties. <laughs> since ninety six. Like, how you have Tony Roma as an undrafted quarterback be so good, and yet you can't put enough around him to win the Super Bowl? Uh, Carson Palmer was nothing to sneeze at either on this list here. No, no, he wasn't. But after he broke his leg, he was just never the same. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Dang it. Aaron Donald sends his condolences. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) And I think it's going to be Eli. Love it or hate it, we got two people who just voted uh, for Eli, getting him in there. So I think 
Demon. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I hate doing it. Look at the rest of the list. You got to be comfortable with him sitting there, man. Oh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset with it. Not at a number six seed. Yeah, uh, his, his spurts of of greatness um, outweigh his years of shit. Right, right, absolutely. He did what Peyton Manning couldn't do. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, his defensive it looks line ugly on paper. Let's just say that it looks horrendous on paper. So, <laughs> All right, let's get into where it's getting. Uh, oh, here we go, Mike D. I hate Eli, but hey, what can you do? <laughs> yep, love it, love him or hate him, he's right there in the middle. You know, just right there in the middle. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the number six seed for 2010s, where where it starts getting a, a little bit, a little bit rocky. And I got a campaign for Josh Allen right now. Josh Allen, I was about to say it. He's gotten better every single one of his years. I mean, as a rookie, everybody was like, oh, shit, he only completed like 56% of his passes, or that may have even been higher than what his completion percentage was. Like, he's never going to be an efficient passer in the NFL, and he's literally increased that all three years. And being accurate is one of the hardest things, and he's a, a gunslinger, a deep thrower, and if he I'm can be – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Josh Allen too. I can get behind that. Josh Allen's the better. most out of everybody in the 2010s list left here. I would say Jackson because he basically took the Vic model and expanded on it. And even though, like everyone wants to say, like Jackson, you know, isn't a good thrower, but the season before when he won his MVP, which you know Josh Allen doesn't have an MVP yet, but you know Jackson was throwing that ball downfield and he was getting some plays, and he doesn't have any of those primetime receivers like a Stephon Diggs. Give Lamar Jackson a Stephon Diggs type receiver, and I think we'd see his numbers go up as well. Shit, give him Kenny Galladay, and then we'll see him go off. Yeah, I will. I will agree with that. I bet that there's never been one person that's won the MVP <laughs> who has less offensive weapons than he had. That, yeah, I can but agree. I, with that. I have to say it though because I feel like he became one dimensional this season. I, just hear me out though. I know yeah. he was still slinging the rock. But I think if you look at his highlights this year, most of his highlights are him running the ball. So I, I, I really can't feel to put him over Josh Allen just because, you know, the excitement, it's fun to watch him play, et cetera. But it's also fun to watch Josh Allen play as well. Like, I love watching kids play, but I love watching him play in both aspects of running and throwing the ball. The Ravens' offense was definitely changing in the beginning of the season to what happened, I would say, roughly around the game with the Browns where they had the big shootout with the Browns and the Ravens. I think at that point in time, Greg Roman started opening up the offense to allow him to throw back downfield, and that's when they went in the run to get into into that playoff spot. So I do agree with you. To start the season, he was not throwing, but by the end, he started showing the MVP, you know, glimpses he had the year before. Yeah. They just need more wide receivers, man. They need a weapon for him so bad. Just one. Just one, that's all. Mm -hmm. Here's my favorite. Ugh. Here's my favorite player to make fun of right now. Nobody could call him Hollywood Brown anymore. Like, hang on, Austin. You mean Austin? Hang on, Austin. I think that's what he <laughs> He's not Hollywood anymore. And so, you know what? I'm switching my pick and I'm going to Lamar Jackson because he did win an MVP based on him literally putting the team on his back. So I I think we're kind of even right now with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. But, yeah, I've switched my pick. And 
if he actually does get some wide receivers, like if we did this next year, he'd be higher on the list, but we can't judge him off of things that he hasn't done for just wait until the Bills get Aaron Jones, and then we're gonna have a different conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Matt, you're gonna have to tip the scales here. Um I think I don't know. I don't know if it's just the way the coach sometimes. That's Lamar with three arms. (laughs) But I think I will go with Josh Allen just because of the passing aspect. Like I said, maybe Harbaugh's holding Lamar back a little bit in the games. You never know. Also longevity. Lamar Jackson's due for an injury, by the way. So that tied it up, and then Antonio just tipped the scales right now, saying I'm down with Lamar. So unless we get someone else coming in right now, tipping the scales back to Allen, Lamar's got the vote by one. Yeah, and I guess then you would just put Allen right after him. Just yeah, you got to piggyback it. And there, there we go. go. Wink and Willie just tipped the scales. There we go. All right. So Wink and Willie. What a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. All right, so now we're jumping back to the pre-1990s, and we're talking about the number six seed. I thought we put Bradshaw there, no? Yeah, I could put Bradshaw there. I can get behind that. Or Roger Starbuck, just because he has such a great name. And (laughs) he has has Starbuck way over in uh, (laughs) down in Green Bay. All right, we can Willie's vote for Brad. Uh, Corey, you've been doing any research? You got any stake yeah, in the man. game? I got it. Uh, it was between uh, Bradshaw and, and Troy Aikman and Jim Kelly for me. So I can get behind Bradshaw for sure. All right. Well, that's where we're going for the number six. And then why don't we just jump into the number seven in the pre 90s since we're already there? Oh, somebody mentioned Randall Cunningham, too. Yeah, Cunningham. Yeah. Um, Cunningham or Aiken? I would take Cunningham because I liked him better when I played in Madden. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my tiebreaker there. Cunningham, I mean, because I'm just yeah. thinking like Cunningham's the gunslinger. Like Troy yeah. Aiken, I mean, he was like a dope game manager. They had, uh, you know, Emmett Smith who was kind of running everything. But you look at his stats and they just they don't jump off the page. Um, it's mostly just his rings on why I think Troy Aikman uh, gets the the status of what he does. Not saying he's not great, but there's tears to all this, and I'd put Randall Cunningham um, just above him. Right, like like I take yeah. Troy Aikman as an announcer over Tony Romo though, because of those tequila <laughs> before the game. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm looking at Randall Cunningham's numbers right here. I mean, yeah, he threw a lot of interceptions for some of these games, but I mean. He's throwing for over 300 yards in, in most of them. Like mm-hmm. he, he's had a he had to carry his team to even get to the playoffs. So I, I'm honestly leaning Cunningham based on what I've seen right here. And he was one of those first like mobile type quarterbacks that really you know was in the league and starting that revolution. And we already know like we're talking about pre 90s. Like still now we're talking about NFLs. You know, a lot of NFL front offices being against starting black quarterbacks, you know, so let's just call it what it is. He was doing it in an era where they were completely against it. And it was <laughs> guys like Randall Cunningham and Warren Moon who kind of broke the mold. Well, and who won the Super Bowl for the uh, Redskins back in the day, in the 80s. 
Yeah. So that's where we're going. And then I'd almost go Aikman right after if you guys if you guys don't oh, have a problem I'll with that. Aikman right after. I can get with that. There we go. And Mike D said when you get when you all vote on rankings, give more stats or reasons why. <laughs> all right. Well, Corey, you're gonna have to be one of those guys, man, since you're researching right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got '90s, 2010s, most of the '90s. I got the pre-'90s. I got to bake out the the stats because I don't got much. I was legit I, born '91, so I watched zero of these guys. Yeah, like I said, Dan Marino. I found out through H. Vengatore. So, <laughs> <laughs> same. Was not uh, watching football like that when H. Ventura came out. I was watching soccer around that time. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I mean, I can get behind Troy Aikman being there. A lot of it, he didn't fall off for a while. I mean, during, I mean, it was like five years where he was like amongst the best. And to be able to beat those San Francisco teams, it was pretty much San Francisco and, and the Cowboys, like in the NFC for those like five years or whatever. And he had to overcome some tough-ass defenses on the 49ers yeah. to, to get over that hump. So definitely got up there for me because of the clutchness in the playoffs and in the Super Bowls. And I, I like Roger Starbuck there, too, though, because, I mean, when you think about it, he had 153 touchdowns to 109 interceptions, but he has the nickname of Captain Comeback. Like, <laughs> come on. That's like – that's top shelf right there. Definitely. <laughs> he has two Super Bowls, too, and, you know, he did play for the Dallas Cowboys as well over there. So, I mean, he does have the history. That's probably why I lower him in my ranks. I fucking hate the Cowboys, so <laughs> always gonna hate on them a little bit. And there you go, Mike D saying facts. What do you think, Stu? Who are you who are you going for for the uh, what are we number seven? Uh, no, number eight seed here for the pre nineties. Oh, you're on mute. There we go. I think I would have to go probably Aikman. Trey Aikman on this one. Just for the three Super Bowls, you know, he was throwing to Aikman or uh, Irvin and, uh, you know, Emmett back there. And then the Moose was a fullback. But, I mean, you're a quarterback and you won three Super Bowls. So you got you to gotta get your respect, you know. And there we go. Wink and Willie started it off talking about Aikman. Oh, he changed his picture. He, also awesome. he jumped back over. So he was on Twitch first, and then he jumped back over to YouTube. So, yeah, we're broadcasting all over the Internet right now. Winking is all over the place, huh? There we go. <laughs> all right. So 1990, number seven seed. So we're almost – so the eight, once we get past the eight seed, that's where we're plugging in all the matchups. So 1990s got the number seven seed. Give me Trent Green next, man. <sighs> he did a lot with a little. That's for sure. What about Rich Gannon? Is Rich, is Rich Gannon here? I don't think he's on the list. Maybe I didn't put him on there, but he needs to be. Oh, boy, Rich. 
He put up some big time numbers, didn't he? He, he hey, didn't he win the MVP? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think he was MVP before the Super Bowl year. Then there was he the quarterback for the Raiders. Yeah, he they when they went to the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl versus uh, versus the yeah. Bucks. Yeah, I mean they yep. they had some solid teams in, and let's remember the Tuck Rule. That's the Revenge of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> yep, stupidest move ever, Raiders. Let's trade the coach to the team that we just think will never face us like ever, and then face them the next year. <laughs> nice. Gannon <coughs> won the MVP. Yep. <laughs> And Steve's been lobbying for uh, for Bledsoe. Oh, I forgot he was even there. I thought he was gone already. Yeah, let's uh, let, let me pull up. Let me pull up let's some pull Jake Plumber. Jake the Snake. What a great nickname. <laughs> Definitely the goat uh, of nicknames. Yo, I'm I'm with, I'm, with, I'm with Trent Green right here. I was looking at some stats. I need to remember some stuff. I'm with Trent Green for sure. Yeah, Trent Green, he was uh he had Priest Holmes and Dante Hall on his teams, I think, right? With the Chiefs back Holmes with neck, but yeah. Oh, he played yeah. with the Rams as well. And then he got a job taken by Kurt Warner, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean both are close for me. I think I go Rich Gamble with that MVP. Yeah, it's got to be. And even though I hate the Raiders as much as I hate the Cowboys, I, I got to lean Rich Gannon on this on this one too. I mean, a, bi- a big reason is his TD to interception ratio, especially compared to the other guys, the last two guys we're talking about, Trent Green and Drew Bledsoe. 180 TDs to 104 interceptions, so almost double the TDs compared to the INTs. Uh, Trent Green, 162 touchdowns compared to 114 interceptions and then Bledsoe 251 TDs as opposed to 206 interceptions. So both of those guys were not even averaging two TDs per INT and but um Rich Gannon was a little bit over that. Like he wasn't just a game manager. He was a game changer. I didn't get behind that Hustler. I'm switching my pick. I'll go again. And there we go. Steve said Gannon over Green, but Bledsoe was much more talented. <laughs> and there we go. Mike D says, love the stats, guys. All right. So <laughs> we'll make sure to keep some stats flowing in here. Where is the number guy? And I am not. So I'm just using Google. Right. Oh, yeah. Now. Don't subscribe to my YouTube because you ain't getting no type of numbers. You probably get like 10% numbers from me. <laughs> <laughs> Because at the end of the day, you look at these numbers and think it will translate to next year for fantasy, and then look at Odell Beckham. Ooh. <laughs> hey, while we're on, before we get into the 2000s, number seven, anybody think – where's anybody think he's going to land? I don't think he's staying with the Browns. Like, there's no chance in hell I think he's staying with the Browns right now. The Browns will be, like, literally the dumbest team in history to keep Odell Beckham going into the next season. Because we saw exactly how better the offense was, how further they got without him. <laughs> He's just a price tag that is overpaid, and we have to accept that uh, you know Odell Beckham is not a team player. He needs to go somewhere like where he could be the guy. I mean, I can see that. That is so toxic. 
That is so toxic. <laughs> because yeah. wouldn't they more than likely have to cut Odell? I don't really see them being able to trade him, and I don't see them bringing him well, back. No trade clause, but I think he could he can decide if it's best interest for his career. I think that's what the no trade clause is there for him. So I think he could actually be traded. It's just finding the team that want to take his cap. And honestly, give give him the Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, Odell Beckham, Chenault, DJ Chart. It sounds pretty, but you're just going to see what you saw in Cleveland once again. But again, it is what it is. I'm done with Odell Beckham for fantasy like for the rest of my life. It depends on where you're drafting him because, you know, you see him in the third round and I'll be like, now that's a spicy risk I'm yeah. willing to take. Listen, listen, I, I literally just put a video out of saying <laughs> you're going to go running back, running back, and your your wide receiver one is going to be Odell fucking Beckham. Are you crazy? <laughs> if I were running back, running back, I would take someone else and then Odell. Calvin Ridley, that's who you take right there. Yeah, or this year, Robert Woods might finally uh, break that barrier with um, Stafford now throwing to him. Pump the brakes on that one. This this oh. is what scares me. This is what scares me about Stafford. He's getting he's getting the Ferrari right now. He's getting the options. He's getting Cup. He's getting Tyler Higby, who we're waiting to pop off. We're getting Robert Woods, Kamek. He has all these toys that he didn't really have in Detroit. Yep. He's going. He's going to spread the ball around, and you might see Robert Woods get under a thousand yards this season, eight hundred maybe. I just man, he's just so good in that slot role, and he's going to get so many catches. And the way they run that offense, they just get him the ball. But it'll be interesting to see. I know, I know. I'm excited for it, but yeah. I'm putting the brakes on all my Rams players besides Cam Akers. Yeah, I don't know because Henderson is there. What are they going to do with that? It's a one-two punch situation, but you saw Cam Akers get the touches when yeah. Henderson was healthy. Wildcat. We saw a Wildcat in the playoffs from Cam Akers. Like, come on, man. Like, you ain't giving that role to Henderson because he can't run it. Yeah, but that'll push him top 15. It would. It would. But look at, look at the priority in draft. We drafted – you know, uh, Henderson in the third round. And then we went the second round with our first pick with Cam Akers. Like, that's just that's just letting you know Henderson wasn't it. And the things we saw from Henderson in preseason, going into the regular season before Cam even came there, his decision, his vision, it just wasn't there. So I definitely think you have to lean on Cam Makers being your RB1 or your 1A or Henderson being your 1B. It is what it is. I hope. And I see what you're trying to do, LQ. You're just trying to reverse engineer. You know, you don't want to jinx your guys. I think a thousand, assuming health, which I always do. I don't assume injury. You know, no. he plays 16 games. I think he's getting over a thousand yards. I mean, that's not that's not an entirely big number. And I don't think that it, Cam Akers is going to be the Todd Gurley show. I, I don't think it's going to be. Hey, for Todd Gurley show, real quick. That was a quick little stint when it was the Todd Gurley show. So I don't hope that for Cam Makers at all. I mean, he had like three years, though, of like number one excellence. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I feel like he was being like overused. That's why the injury flared up. And that's why, you know, the longevity there wasn't, you know, there in his future because we already knew about the injury. We knew, you know, his Georgia days and the arthritis, like it was aware. And mm-hmm. you push it to the limit when you full send it just because you're on a Super Bowl run. Gurley did not exist in the Super Bowl at all. Let's just remember that. Yep. Yep. Damn, man, we're getting away from this. They needed Jared Goff to do something. Let's go. Let's go. Number seven seed in the 2000s. Yep, we're talking about 2000s. We got the number seven, number seven seed here. 
Oh my God, Mark. Who's Goldberg. lobbying for who? I said Tony Romo earlier. I mean, that's going to be the guy who I'm. I would say Philip Rivers just because of longevity, his stats, and just think about it: putting up all those numbers while having all those kids. Like this man has the patience of a saint. Like, <laughs> he broke numbers in broke San Diego. Like he literally broke records in San Diego. You got to give that to him. I want Philip. Philip. It's between Philip and Tony, but Philip Rivers got the longevity. I'm with him. Mm-hmm. And look what he did last year with the Colts. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give uh-huh. you guys that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you guys that. Phil, uh, Rivers, he does have a lot going against him, and the Chargers front office sucks. They literally never got him a wide receiver, like, ever. I mean, he did and, it. Uh, and how stuff, crazy is was- that? All drafted. I mean, they draft. You know, they drafted him. It's not like they ever got him any free agents or anything. I mean, Vincent Jackson. I'm pretty sure they drafted him as well. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, but those were like the only two. I mean, he had Gates, but yeah, that was crazy to hear that. That was, but that was it. Rivers had nothing. I mean, it was the front office. He he did a lot with very little, but L.T. Uh, makes a makes a difference. That's for for damn sure. I just hope Rogers doesn't end up like that. The the, so the why Packers don't we talk about the number? Come. They better get him get get the man some weapons. I mean, you go out and you draft a quarterback who's going to back up you know Rogers for the next two three years, and then you go out and grab AJ Dillon who may still be a backup this year. So I, I have no idea. It all depends on Aaron Jones if they franchise tag him or not. Hell no! We can't even afford to do that. <laughs> yeah, you've been lobbying. I've been lobbying Dylan for since August. Well, we can't expect the Packers to do the right. <laughs> Listen, they can't afford to find. We Aaron can't Jones. expect the Packers to do the right thing. That's one thing. I think we could put Tony Romo. Could franchise him. It's like eight. What's it like eight mil? Yeah, they can't afford that, bro. Aaron Rodgers. That's what I wanted to talk about. about. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could put Tony Romo there. Eight mil. How, how much is that going to go against the cap? Bro, they're, they're about to be negative. Everybody <laughs> like, good with that? I mean, if you Tony draft Romo. AJ Dillon, there's no way you're going to sign um, Jones Aaron. back. It just doesn't make sense because why would you waste that draft capital? Exactly. You took Aaron a- AJ Dillon knowing you can't pay him next year, being that Aaron yep. Rodgers takes all of your cap. And that's you what you need wide receiver. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers back because you should have took the pay cut like Brady and maybe you'll have rings. Just saying. I mean, maybe the Packers are trying to do what the Browns are doing and have two arguably top 15 backs in your backfield and like do Hunt and Chubb, but. Then again, you're I'll just because you got no number two behind Devonte Adams. Yeah, but but you got Hunt though on such a cheap deal because of what happened with with him being cut. So his yeah. pay salary isn't like the same. Like I think that um, Jones would make the same amount of money as both Chubb and um, Hunt just because Chubb's on the rookie contract, and then Hunt because of the way he got cut, his salary is like virtually nothing. Yeah, he's gonna be cheap for the rest of his career, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> One franchise tag you use, and you figure out how to build around other pieces. Because we sure know as hell they're not spending any money on the defense. So why can't <laughs> that eight for that franchise tag? They're a mess, man. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Love, Jordan Love. Shout out to you. 
<laughs> Career backup. <laughs> yep. Good job. But let's get in. Let's get let's get into some of the garbage. It, it, that's where it's getting in the 2010s when we get to the number eight seed. I'm I'm um, I'm eyeing Kyler Murray, but I can't confidently put that there, being that we've seen, you know, just the rushing ability, this decision making is a little sketchy as well. Plays real timid sometimes, but then you compare him to a Herbert, we think in stars, thinking the moon about him, but I need to see another year of him playing as well as he did. But I I really don't know. It's either Murray or Herbert here for me. Man, I don't even that's tough too. I mean, I think I'd slightly I'd slightly in Herbert if we're just talking, because really based on these two guys, we gotta go off potential. And honestly, I think I'd go Herbert over Murray just because I mean, Herbert can can move for sure, you know, and I know they both can. Kyler Murray is not a doubt that he can throw, but I, I would take Herbert here. Mm-hmm. I think I'd take Herbert here too just because of the way he came in on a season where he wasn't even supposed to start start off as the quarterback. Your your starter gets hurt with a lung injury, and now, now you're the starter all of a sudden, and you deliver week after week in a tough division. Uh, I think he went through that trial by fire, and he came out on the other side looking great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they got more weapons in Arizona than they got in, I almost said San Diego and L.A., you know I mean? like yeah, San Diego, bro. <laughs> <laughs> announcers still – paid announcers who are getting paid a lot of money still call them the San Diego Chargers like that. Well, that's where they belong. I don't yeah, want to – muscle memory right there, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone remembers LT and the Blues. How many times this year did you hear red and then Washington football? <laughs> <laughs> like almost every game until like week nine. They better have a good name though to go from the football Washington uh, Washington football team to like something like you have to make that good or otherwise you're gonna be. (laughs) I feel like they they should lean on to the fans to figure out the name because there's like a Facebook group that has like some really good concept art, some really good names that they put out there that could be marketed, and I think they should that's a smart like tend to their fans instead of them trying to be behind the scenes with the. 1950s like freaking thought process like in fan base like it's 2021 man like the fans run everything you need to talk to the youth man and that's, and that's the people who are going to be buying it so why not make exactly. something they want to buy <laughs> the red wolves i saw which look pretty cool for a concept that i've seen and I, I really feel like you can get behind that you know you can still have like some type of like uh respectively uh I don't know how to put it, uh, you know, the Native Americans and all that. Uh-huh. Other stuff. You can you could put it and twist it that way to still give them respects and actually sell and market the stuff that you make out. Yep, for sure. So, hey, Mikey, um, it's tough right here. We have to kind of go on potential because if we weren't going on potential, then we'd have to put Sam Bradford ahead of all these guys because he has more wow. years under his belt. Like that, like that's why we have to go on potential as we get down here in the 2010s. You know, you want so that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, it kind of has to be like that. Plus, plus, I think I could argue a case for Tannehill over Murray, um, just what Tannehill's done over his last two seasons with the Titans, especially in the playoffs and moving that ball downfield for winning football. Because let's face it, Murray hasn't really won anything. I think the best he's been is eight and eight, right? Yeah, and he has yeah. hop, and I expected more. I really expected them to win the division. They didn't get it done. Yep. I mean, with the 49ers injuries and the Rams regressing, I mean, they still made the playoffs, but I mean, you know, they definitely weren't what they were. Two years ago in the in the Super Bowl, so hey, they, I like Herbert as a wild card team, and they kind of let down at the end of the season. I don't know if they just hit a wall or what, but I'm lobbying for Carson Wentz 
because that that first year he was going to win the MVP until he tore his ACL. Again. How, how about <laughs> no? That was the first time. No. But, Aaron Donald sends his condolences again. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. Like I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, he's fucked up, and he got back in the game and still threw the touchdown on the torn ACL. Like that was wild, right there. And he's literally had no weapons ever since then. He's literally had no weapons. And two seasons ago, he threw, what, 4,000 yards and not one receiver. How can you say that Rins has no weapons when Nick Foles took that same exact team and, like, went off in the Super Bowl for, like, 400 yards just throwing the ball everywhere? I can't take that narrative with you, with uh, Hustler, because, like I said, Foles won the Super Bowl with those same exact wide receivers. Yep. Versus the Patriots. Which if is Wentz, like the team of if teams. Wentz didn't have his knee like blown up, like we're saying that Wentz couldn't oh. have done that. Like, I mean, Foles just game managed. No, I, I I don't know. I, MVP we'll never know. MVP managed. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew Carson Wentz wasn't going to be there, but I had to get him in the mix. Um, oh, and uh, just so you know, the value of Wentz, I I drafted Carson Wentz in a dynasty league uh, with like the eight, the eight twelve. Um, and then I drafted Debo like two rounds later, and uh, I traded Carson Wentz and Debo, and we traded a couple picks in the mix for Saquon Barkley. Ooh, wow. Saquizy. Saquizy. <laughs> Super flex league, though, so they got a little bit more value. But Wentz, uh, he's got value right now, so let's just not, let's not act like he doesn't. For those well, dynasties. Like this, though, if, if he doesn't have a good showing with his old coach, he's, he's done. Like th- this could be his last shot at, at being a starter. So, I mean, he's closer to being out than being uh, up. Hmm? I mean, look what Rivers did last year on that squad. Uh, 11 games, I think. That was <laughs> great, though. And fuck, Barkley makes me cry. I hope this year he makes me uh, cry with tears of joy. For real. <laughs> All right. So where are we at here? Okay. So it's going to be Kyler Murray. It seemed like the consensus. I had to throw in one. Herbert was the guy. I think. Herbert. 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 Oh, Herbert. Herbert. Sorry. Herbert. Herbert, then Murray. Yeah. And so now we're getting into the matchup. So the number nine seed is going to be playing the number eight seed. So Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert, that's the very first matchup that we got going. Oh, nice. That's going to be big time. All right. Number eight in the 90s. I think we got to give it to Bledsoe just because my guy over here has been going so in. He's calling someone yeah. modern day Bledsoe, and like <laughs> he, did, he he did have like double the stats of all the other guys. The reason why I wanted to give it to uh, why we gave it to Gannon was just Gannon was more efficient, even though it wasn't a shorter amount of time. Yeah, for sure. Versus Cordell stats side by side. All right, so how about the number nine seed in the 90s? And I think Trent Green deserves to be in the mix there. Matt, you say you were pulling up stats of uh, Cordell Stewart to drop? Yeah, Cordell Stewart was in there. Um, He's just showing me games right now. Hold on. I was trying to pull up uh, Drew Bledsoe and Cordell Stewart's. Stats side by side, but it wasn't showing me that. We've had uh, who was it, Mike D or Steve? They've been uh, rallying for Bledsoe for a while, so we got him in there. And I ooh, think- 
the the next pick on the uh, pre nineties though should be uh, Bart Starr. He has uh, two Super Bowl uh, rings with two Super Bowl MVPs. Like yeah, that. that's pretty boss right there. I can get behind that taco. Yeah, man. Rings matter, Roby. Rings matter. <laughs> especially, no, ring, rings always matter. Yeah, especially when we start getting amongst guys like this who like yeah. we can't be like, oh, I remember watching this guy. He was like head and shoulders <laughs> more talented than this guy. Yeah, I mean, just all accolades in general are making a difference now. Oh, I can get behind Bard Star for the pre nineties. We're talking about number ten seed here. Yep. Let's get it. And LQ had to take off. He's got uh, dinner with the fam. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Let's go two thousands here. So number ten seed on the two thousands. Star was more of a game manager. And Steve said, no, Unitas, three-time league MVP. That's uh, – that, let's just switch back to the 90s because I, I think that that, needs, that Unitas does need to be up there. Let me, check, let me check his stats real quick. Yeah. Let me see what he did in those three MVP years. Unitas threw 32 TDs in 12 games. Yeah, that was back when it was only a 12-game season, not a 16-game season. And he does have one Super Bowl, but I mean, two Super Bowls with two Super Bowl MVPs is like big dog in it. But I definitely have Johnny then probably as number number two. I mean, yeah, we can throw we can throw Johnny Unitas in there after him. I mean, nobody else. I mean, Joe Namath can match him with a Super Bowl, but I mean, Namath Namath threw a lot of interceptions. So yep. I don't know how much I mess with that. Yeah, Broadway Joe will be there, but I yeah. think it's going to be a little bit lower on the list for all these guys. So I jump back to the two thousands. I'm vouching for Carson Palmer here. Yeah. This is this is where I mean I I think Carson Palmer deserves some Hall of Fame votes for sure. Like, uh, I love me to Carson Palmer. I mean he did some great stuff in AZ. I mean you can throw that on Bruce Arians to kind of revive in his career. But I mean take out the take out the terrible Oakland years. I mean he was he was carrying that Bengals team for a little bit there. I would say maybe Joe Flacco because, I mean, that Super Bowl that they had versus the, the 49ers, he was really slinging that ball. And he may not have the best career, but when he was playing, he was he was a, a guy that could really push that ball downfield and, you know, was part of the, those Ravens teams that were, you know, pretty consistent. Matt, who are you thinking? Um, I'm, I'm going for Palmer on this one. I like his longevity and uh, how he had to put up with Ocho Cinco for all those years. Right. Um, <laughs> around to talk about it, so I mean, and he, was, and he had all those days at USC with Reggie Bush and and all them boys. So he he has a long history. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to Carson Palmer. I mean, the Bengals have always kind of sucked. He did a lot. I mean, he did have TJ, who's your mama, and Chad Ochocinco <laughs> for a couple years. And when those three guys were, you know, all on the field together, we're talking about all those guys, especially for fantasy. You know, all guys who were drafted really high, and those offenses were high powered. They just never had a fucking defense. And there we go, Palmer over Flacco. I mean, that's a ring, though. That's that's that that hardware, man. That that's that. 
big play Super Bowl MVP though. And Palmer, I mean Flacco, someone who I think that we got to get in there. We got to get in there next. Yeah, I probably see the the closest one to Flacco would be probably Stafford. I I put Stafford over Ryan. Man, that 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 Super Bowl appearance kind of kind of puts it over there for me for Ryan. I mean, it's close to Ryan and Flacco for me. You know, I think Ryan's definitely more talented than Flacco. I'd rather have Ryan as my QB, like right now on my team, if that's what we're talking. Oh well, yeah, right now. I'm not saying right now. I'm talking about like put them in their prime. I take prime Ryan over prime Flacco. Flacco had that Lord, big arm though. Alger either, dude. Playing for those Rams, right? I think it was it right after Warner. Matty Ice right now, like this doesn't matter where you're at. He give you give him a minute. He can get you in field goal range. Well, and I think I think maybe just because we're thinking about how bad Flacco has been as of recent. I mean, he's got forty one thousand yards. I mean, just I mean within like a hundred yards of that, and two hundred twenty four touchdowns to one hundred forty four <laughs> interceptions. He wasn't a game manager. You know, that's for sure. Like he Baltimore Him and Todd Heap were a problem. Yeah, like they their offense was really legit when he was there. And I, I know that they had a legit defense, but I feel like when they won the Super Bowl in what was it, 2013, 2011, one of those, whatever year. Yeah, yeah. I mean 49ers were tough. I mean, but their offense, yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't anything to brag about but if you look at the last time that the ravens won it that was like 100 like on the defense and this one was just switched to where it was more defense made a difference but offense kind of won that game mm-hmm. that's why i'm leaning flacco oh and there we go steve tipping the scales for ryan so throw it throw it in the chat ryan or flacco that's Ooh. who we're, uh, that's who we're banking it on right now see it is uh it's tied right now. Steve tied it up for two and two. So let's see. Let's switch it over to the 90s until we get some more comments coming back for the nine seed. I think Trent Green definitely fits in here. He was he was like debating the last two guys. I think he's probably, you know, definitely the next next one up here. Yeah, I mean, it's got to uh, – I think it's Trent Green, but, I mean, this is where I'm going to start vouching for my boy Hasselback. I mean, <laughs> like, man, like – Give us the ball. We're gonna score. Like, let's do it right now. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, he, Seattle. I mean, they definitely. I mean, the running game helped out a lot in Seattle. But Hasselback. I mean, he was game manager, but he he was still slinging touchdowns. You know, it's not just like the running back was scoring all the touchdowns. I mean, he he was doing his thing. I mean, Seattle was making the playoffs consistently during his time. I mean, fell off a little bit in Tennessee, but I I got to give it to Hasselback. I mean. Trent Green a little bit more, but Hasselback right after him, I think. Yeah, I could get behind that Green than Hasselback. I can get behind that. I can get behind. <laughs> what are you What are you thinking, Matt? You okay with that? So that would be number nine and ten seed. Yeah, Trent Green, and then Hasselback. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that order. Antonio said Flacco, so going back to the 2000s. And then Jeffrey said Ryan. All right, we need more. Come on, guys. It's a divided <laughs> house. <laughs> you guys remember the moment when uh, the Seahawks were going against the Packers and uh, it might have been the divisional round, maybe in like 2007, 2008. 
and it, it went to overtime and the Seahawks won the toss and uh, the Seattle was like, okay, we're going to receive. And then he's like, give us the ball. We're going to score. And then he throws a pick six and the Packers win. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's epically classic. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you can hear you can hear it through the ref's microphone. That Hasselback's just like, yeah, give us the ball. We're gonna score, and those a pick six, and the Packers win in overtime. <laughs> oh man, yeah, sound bites like those are fucking great. All right, so come on, guys, throw it in the chat. Who is it for the two thousands for the ten seed? Flacco or Matt Ryan? We are divided right now. We got it's a three to three, three to three battle right now. Ah, and Steve said, "Yep, classic Hasselbeck." <laughs> okay, so number ten seed for the twenty tens. I'm going Carson Wentz. This is where I go. Carson Wentz right here. I'm sticking with Ryan Tannehill just because his resurgence is so epic. I'm I'm I I like Tannehill too. I just gotta go Wentz and Tannehill because I mean, I I think Wentz deserves a second chance. I mean, Tannehill got his second chance. He's proven it. We still haven't seen Wentz a second chance, but man, we gotta. Tannehill's a garbage coach, so let's let's uh let's give Wentz a second chance. And I think I think Wentz can get back to not a Super Bowl, uh, not Super Bowl, but MVP conversation. No way, but let's see what he can do with the Colts. I'll take I'll take Wentz here. Why couldn't Wentz win the MVP? It's all about how good the Colts really do, uh, paired with him being, you know, one of the best, the best player on their team and their offense just really being good. I mean, if they come out somehow and win 13, 14 games and they're, you know, competing for the number one, he could be in that MVP conversation. But he's got to take a step forward from Phillip Rivers too. That's yeah. for sure. The reason why I'm going to go Wentz over Tannehill and tip the scales back to Wentz is Tannehill. When he was in the playoffs, they had the, the two-game stretch where Derrick Henry had, like, back-to-back, like, 200-yard games. And I think he threw, like, less than 100 yards in each of those playoff victories. And I, I don't know. I think he's been a little bit spoiled by Henry. But hats he off. Up, he was putting up Garoppolo playoff numbers, like, not even throwing the ball at all. Like, like and Tannehill can throw the ball. It's just, like, it's like, would you rather have Henry running it or Tannehill throwing it? And it's, like, a no-brainer at that point. And they, they didn't need to throw the ball. It's, like, that's why, like – why are you hating on my boy Tom Brady for taking his foot off the glass? He his heart his arm hurt. He's forty five, man. Take it easy on him. <laughs> there you go. See, that's the first time that someone used that argument. He's an old man. He didn't need to throw the second half of the game. You know that that's a good reason to uh, to game manage. Um, yeah, for me, for me, it's still Wentz. And oh, okay, there we go. Matt Ryan won the league MVP. We still need another vote. Who's going to tip the scales on Flacco and Matt Ryan? We need one more person to tip the scales there. And Matt, who's your pick out of Wentz and uh, Wentz or Tannehill? Because it seems like that's who it's going to be for this next spot, and they're going to go back-to-back here. I would have to go, um, man. Right now I'm going to place Tannehill above Wentz because we're seeing – Tannehill or Tannehill do his redemption story. We haven't seen Wentz do his yet, so yep. for that reason, Ryan's going to get the nod. With it. With it. All right. So let's see. So we got to get it. So throw it in the chat. It's two to two right now. Ryan and Tannehill. Uh, Ryan and Wentz. <laughs> uh, if Tannehill's coaches weren't doing blow for like the first like four years, that he was <laughs> Miami like. 
we may have something different to say, but yeah, his coaches kind of ruined him uh, in the first uh, couple years. Mike Vrabel's like, oh, tell him, Winkin Willie, come on, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Steve says once over Tannehill, three two. Oh, there we go. There we go. Boom. Winston Tanny. All right. So let's see. So the matchups we got there. So it's Murray versus Herbert, Wentz versus Allen, and then Tannehill versus Lamar. Those are the first round matchups. That was real life this year, too. Lamar yeah. versus Allen. <laughs> nice. All right. Come on, guys. We need to uh, we need one more person to tip the scales on Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco. We know they're going to be back to back here. All right, let's jump to the 90s, 11 seeds, see what's up. Here we go, under Hasselback now. And let's get some stats going. I'm going to pull up some right now. Guys who I think got to be in the mix, Jeff Garcia. I'm going to look up Jake the Snake because I, I he was so good for so long, but I know that he was a backup for a little while too. But he's someone that I know, I mean, just based off a of nickname alone. Got to get him in there somehow. Who, who can lobby for anybody here right now? And yeah, Jake the Snake. He was a he was a gunslinger. 161 TDs to 161 interceptions. Um, 29,000 yards. I guess then I'd go Brad Johnson. Uh, he had Ooh. 166 TDs to so 122 interceptions. 82.5 passer rating. He was part of that uh, Bucks team, right? That won the Super Bowl. Yep, yep. So, I got to go with Brad Johnson to be able to be, to be able to handle uh, Gruden versus the Raiders. I can't imagine what he's like prepping two weeks before the Super Bowl. If we don't beat the Raiders, <laughs> <laughs> and someone else definitely uh, who needs who needs to be in the mix there, Jeff George. Uh, drafted in 1990, so he's literally the man uh, of the 90s. 27,000 yards, 154 TDs, 113 interceptions. With the Colts, right? Yep, with the Colts when they were really, really bad. <laughs> man, I almost want to go Jake the Snake because he went to my alma mater, man. Go Devils. That's all I got. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, but, who, are you thinking for the, who are you thinking for the 90s? Um... Between those options, I would have to go. Man. And Jake DeLome's being thrown around in the yes, comments. Pull up his. I like uh, Jake, Jake DeLome. But so, I mean, with Carolina forever, they made it to that Super Bowl. They did lose, but he. If you look at his stats in the Super Bowl, I think his stats like tripled Tom Brady's or something crazy. Not tripled, but, I mean, it was just something crazy. He did better than Tom Brady did in that game, but Brady I mean, still got the MVP because of the loss. For a while there. 21,000 yards, 126 TDs to 101 interceptions. If you look at Jeff Garcia, his touchdown interception ratio is 2-1, to one, but he only has four winning seasons. So Oof. it's like how much did that really translate to wins? That's that's yep. the tough part about Jeff Garcia. Yeah, it's really just that because uh, he got the Super Bowl ring, right? Did he not? Did he when he was uh San Fran, maybe? I don't believe he ever won. Actually, no, I guess he no, I guess he didn't get the Super Bowl. 
I don't know why I always thought he was one of those guys who was like uh, a journeyman who got like a, a one Super Bowl when he went to some uh, random. Uh, uh, he's in. no Nick Foles. Thank you. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad Johnson because that Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, and one sixty-six to one twenty-two. We're talking Super Bowls. Well, he also went went one hundred and sixty-six touchdowns to one hundred and twenty-two interceptions, so that's not even that bad. Yeah, so it's not the end all be all, but yeah, if that's something that tips the scales, you know, right I'll here. That's right here. Let's check it out. Then. Jake the Snake was like a poor man's Brett Favre, pretty much. That's the that's the way that I can. He's gonna make it in just on nickname. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna make it in just off a of nickname, Jake the Snake. Like he's gonna be there. Damn, Dilford doesn't even deserve to be on this list. He has more interceptions than touchdowns. Give me Brad Johnson. <laughs> right. I'm with you there. And then I, I guess Roger Starbuck uh, at the next uh, next one. Yeah, I Roger Starbuck or Jim Kelly. Probably I'm gonna, I, I think they go back to back there. Jim yeah, Kelly. let me someone pull up some Starbuck stats, and I'm gonna pull up some Jim Kelly stats right now. Because Starbuck has uh, 153 touchdowns to 109 interceptions, 83.4 passer rating, 22,000 uh, passing yards. But he he was obviously quarterback of the Cowboys from 69 to 79, so it, it's a different era back then. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Kelly, uh, 35,000 yards, 237 TDs to 175 interceptions. All right, I'm cool. Let's go Starbuck and Kelly back-to-back. I'm with you, Taco. Yeah. And I'm waiting for Antonio to start talking about his boy, Broadway Joe. We already know that's coming soon. Where's Susie Culver? <laughs> and there we go. Steve said Staubach, yes. And there we go. Staubach and Kelly back to back. And so let's see the matchups that we got going here right now. So we got Bart Starr versus Troy Aikman. That's yeah. the first uh, first matchup. There we go. Cowboy matchup right off the bat. And then we got Johnny Unitas versus Randall Cunningham. And then we got Roger Staubach versus Terry Bradshaw. And then Jim Kelly versus Warren Moon. So let's jump back to the 2000s. So we're just going to break this right now based on who we want to see play who. So Palmer's going to go up against Romo. I, I, I'll, sw- I'll switch my, my vote to Ryan then to, to, to keep it moving. So okay. uh, we'll, we'll take Ryan over over him. Okay. So, Ryan, so it's going to be Ryan over Ryan versus Phillip Rivers. And it's going to be Flacco. Flacco versus Eli. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one to start it off. I like it. Hey, and now the 12th seed, it's Stafford without a question for sure. Let's see. And if I'm missing anybody, you know, if anybody can think of anybody, like let me know. I think I I I probably would have to go Stafford there, and then I I would maybe have to put – I'll say Stafford there. It's hard to place the next one. Hey, Alex Smith is next after that, man. I would oh, man. Chad Pennington had some years with the Jets, though. Like, and they were competitive then. Like the Jets were actually going to like the playoffs and like winning football for once in New York. Like he's the last good quarterback the Jets ever had. <laughs> man, Alex Smith is reliable though. He took those 
Kansas City teams that were just middle of the road to the playoffs too. And I mean, he was leading the 49ers until Colin Kaepernick came around. He just got benched, and they were like, they're playing okay. Like, I don't even understand. So Chad Pennington has a oh, career man. passer rating of 90, and he has a completion percentage of 66. Like, come on, Chad. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree, though. McNabb got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, I uh... – I swore that I had him in. I don't even know how I how I didn't have him in. Yeah, he's definitely going to be in the mix. Drafted 99. Yeah, oh, he's definitely next up in the 90s. Actually, would he go over any of these guys? Yeah, let me see. Let, let's go look at it because, yeah, we, I, we totally spaced on that, and I feel like he would probably be up here in, like, this range. So, I would think yeah, McNabb would probably be like right after Flutie and Gannon, or like right before them. Like he's like either above or below that tier. I, I feel like he'd be right above Flutie, mainly because yeah, yeah, I would agree there. All right, let's do that. And thanks, Steve, because uh, yeah, there's a lot of weed smoke going on right now, and there's a lot of <laughs> players. So that that's the hard part. There's so many players that if anybody needs to be added to this list, shout them out in the comments. Mm-hmm. All right, so getting back here. So who who are we debating against? It was Stafford. Stafford is definitely the next one, I, I would say. And then after that, that's where the debate happens. Let's pull up his stats because I feel like Jay Cutler gets a bad rap for a lot of shit, but 35,000 35, yards, 227 TDs to 160 interceptions. I mean, as bad as like we thought he was because of those interceptions, he still really had a good offensive career even though he doesn't have any hardware. But nobody I mean, on the hardware. They lost to the Packers in the championship game. So, I mean, he was one game away from a Super Bowl appearance too. I will say that Chad Pennington had a better uh, QB, um, you know, rating for throughout his career. So by about five points, and again, uh, Chad Pennington was doing work back in the day for those Jets. Last winning quarterback they had. Last winning quarterback. He was, and here you go. Once you put, once you actually pull up Stafford's uh, stats, um, it reminds us how good he is. Yeah. Forty-five thousand yards, two hundred eighty-two touchdowns, one hundred forty-four interceptions. Boom. <laughs> okay. So now where are we going? We'll, we'll just stick with the 2000s. And actually, so what's the matchup? Um, Big Ben versus Matt Stafford. Oh, man. That's going to be a good one. And the number 13 seed here, let's just stick with this, and that's going to be versus Michael Vick. Chad Pennington had the arm of a 10-year-old. That's true, <laughs> but he had the accuracy of like a 35-year-old. <laughs> man, I'm I got I'm still rocking for Alex Smith over here, man. Alex Smith is Alex Smith is consistently getting teams to the playoffs. He's from San Diego, so I can get behind that. I'm gonna pull up his stats right now. It's so crazy. Alex Smith and Reggie Bush played on the same high school team together, and they were like destroying people. So. 35,000 yards, 199 TDs, 109 interceptions with San Fran all those years. I mean, (laughs) when they were pretty bad other than Frank Gore, other than the Super Bowl year, and then uh, Kansas City until Washington. I mean, look at this. Alex Smith touchdown interception ratio in his playoff career, 14-2 to with a rating of 97 in the playoffs. 
I like smoking Jay Cutler. <laughs> I got a roll, Alex, man. Oh, yeah, Alex. My cat, Pennington. Check out Mark Bolger stats for me real quick, Alex. Mark Bolger. Let's get it. So Bolger's stats were a little bit lower than I thought. Once I pulled them up, that's why I didn't really talk about him too much. His career is pretty short in the grand scheme of things. Uh, almost 23,000 yards, 122 TDs, uh, 93 interceptions, and played, uh, played that entire time with St. Louis. All right. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit more than that too for some reason. One and I mean, and one and two in the playoffs. Like that's another reason. Like they didn't really do anything in the playoffs when he was there. So he's definitely going to be on this list. I just feel like he's going to be lower than a few of the guys that we still got there. For the twenty tens, I, I think maybe a uh, Kirk Cousins would be the next guy. Is Kirk Cousins even on there? But I'll take I'll take Captain Kirk over all those guys for sure. Yeah, yeah we can add, we can add anybody. We can add anybody to the list who needs to be added to the list. So just throw them. <coughs> out. Yeah, I throw, I throw Kirk Cousins over there. Maybe the only person that might have an argument against him is, I mean, maybe. Nah, never mind. We'll go Kirk. Yeah. So we got a couple people mentioning Alex Smith. So let let's just the fans have spoken. We can go Pennington, then we can go Jay Cutler after that. Yeah. I'm good with that. And then the last seed should be the beard. Fitz magic. So, so what I so what I'm doing, we're gonna do the prelims just to get everybody hyped about voting. So we are gonna do the 17 and 18 seed also. And like cool. the first day of voting, it's gonna be all these teams, you know, playing to actually get in. Just right. to play the number one and two seed. So once it starts from the fifteenth, fifteenth round, our fifteenth seed plays the eighteenth seed. Nice. So yeah, we still got three more to go here, and we can add any other names that we need to add from the two thousands. But I'm totally down with Ryan Fat Fitzpatrick being right there. Fitz Magic, baby. I'll put Mark Bolger over Matt Shop because Matt Shop shouldn't even be on this list. Agreed. Matchup was good for a while with those shitty ass Texans, man. Him and Andre, him and Andre Johnson were beasting. So, unless anybody else can think of any other QBs for the for the two thousands, we should be in there. There you go. <laughs> Tell them, hit that hit that like button. Hey. Jay picked on Chad when they were kids. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So 2010s. We got the 12 seed here. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins. I can get behind that. Yep. Yeah. Kirk. And let's just I keep running. Derek, I would Derek Carr. Derek Carr. So I think, I mean, for me, I feel like I – Shit, I might even put Tim Tebow over Derek Tim Carr. Tebow. Don't get me started. Tim Tebow is going to be on this list. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. He may be number 18, but he will be on this list. <laughs> I, I'd probably put Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff. One no. one tick above uh, above Carr. I mean, Baker, I, and I would put Baker Mayfield above Jared Goff. 
Derek Carr is the man, bro. I'm going Derek Carr. I'd even argue Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins too, man. Derek Carr is the man. Hmm. Where are you at, Zoo, on this? Baker. I like Baker. Tebow's damn good. <laughs> okay, here we go. Steve, Carr, Goff, and Mayfield. Okay, so the scales are tipped uh, for Carr as of right now. So I think that that's where we're going. And then after Carr, I'd go Mayfield next. I think even though Goff got a Super Bowl appearance, like that, that's just phony stuff. Like I don't buy into that. Like he didn't do nothing. No, I agree with you there. Let's pull up some uh, some Sam Bradford stats to see where he belongs actually on here because we know that he was hurt. He was solid in Minnesota. Like he he probably got them to like eight and eight or something like that. Like he wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean he only played. What did he play? Eight year, uh, nine years. So not a long career at all because of those damn injuries. Um, almost twenty thousand, almost twenty thousand yards, like five hundred yards shy. 103 TDs to 61 interceptions, and then 84 and a half on his QB rating. So middle of middle of the road guy for sure. That's why he's going to be here all the way at the end. I thought Tim Tim Tebow's number 15 for me. <laughs> out of all these guys. Like he got a bad shake of things, but we're talking about him being a phenom and taking a team that. Definitely should not have even made it to the playoffs. To the playoffs. I mean, he just did. It was one season, man. Like I don't know. I got. I got a little golf here. I, I, are we not missing? There has to be someone better than these guys. Like we are. Look, look them up. It, it is. I know. Is I'm trying. Like it's like, can we really put Tim Tebow at 15? That's. It's like. <laughs> it's like sacrilege. He's it's like. Been- it is so bad right now. If you looked, is every QB drafted after the 2010s? I mean, there's so many who fizzled out after yeah. like less than three years that right. if you were a QB in the 2010s and you played more, that's why Teddy Bridgewater's on here. I mean, yeah. shit. Like, I mean, he was a starting QB for over three years, you know, and it's Can tough. I put Lawrence at 15. <laughs> he's drafted in, he's going to be drafted in 2021. So he doesn't make the 10 year cut. But actually, Jameis Winston, I, I mean, for me, like with all seriousness now, just four years in the league. I mean, we go look at his production. I mean, yeah. went over 5,000 yards, pretty much went over 4,000 yards in every one of his seasons. I think I'd take Sam Bradford over golf just because of his college career and the fact that if he wasn't hurt the way he was hurt, he would have had a longer and better career. The guy was just injury prone, but he he was a good quarterback. Yeah, wasn't he the number one overall pick? Yeah. And so was Winston. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't what care. He was still stealing crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Man. Won it in Pitts, did Tebow. Hell yeah, man. How hard is it to win in Pittsburgh? Cole Pepper's on the list. He's up there. So here's the list, Conscious Machine, just so you can see it. Here's the entire list of what we got going so far. We're going to read out all the matchups when we get done. We almost got everything plugged in as of now. So actually, so we'll jump back. We'll, we'll jump back to the 2010s and um, chime in, guys. Who needs to be number 15, 16 out of the 2010s? Mark Sanchez. So he would be in the Oof. 2000s. So I, he wasn't – I don't know. Does he? Does Mark Sanchez need to be over Matt Schaub or over Mark Bolger? 
Um, I mean, not- I, I think we could put Mark Sanchez over Matt Troll for two reasons. One, they did have that epic run where we have the the can't wait from Bart Scott, and then two, the butt fumble is just so iconic that it'll be played forever. <laughs> Having to play like the butt fumble that gets you mentioned forever, and because Antonio's here. All right, and since you lobbied for it, Antonio, we'll do it. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty Sanchez getting it in. And I agree with uh, Winston at 15 too, just because like his last full season uh, with the Bucks, he just like went off. Like he threw so many picks, but like he was throwing touchdowns. He was a fantasy football beast. Let's all admit this. Like he threw pit interceptions, but for us, he was a winner. It's crazy that he had that run where it was like he didn't he didn't really get started until he threw like a pick six. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're like, damn it, he threw a pick. And then you look, well, he did have three touchdowns and three picks. So I guess it's good. <laughs> like it got to the point where I wanted to see that pick six early in the game just so he could get down and just get to work. That's where he liked uh, coming from the coming from yeah. the gut. You know, that's where he liked it. 500 yards later and three interceptions. Like, Ooh. all right. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. If he was just throwing like 300 yards and like, you know, three interceptions, three TDs, yep. you might not like it so much. But yep. yeah, 400 yards, 500 yep. yards has happened in multiple times. Like, yep. yeah, it outweighed the shit. That's for sure. <laughs> I got to say, when, when Tom Brady signed over there, a lot of people were probably like, oh, my God, that, that camel has just run dry. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was someone that you can get in the later part of your draft that always would like come through hitting. Yep. So yeah, Steve said go Goff 16. I can get behind that. Man, Goff should have been 15, man. That's disrespectful. Ah, Goff over Winston, though? That, that's kind of hard. I, I think Bradford definitely is next, though. Especially Winston with the LASIK surgery? I, I yeah. mean, that's a uh, – Drew Brees didn't even have a touchdown pass in that, in that game going up against the Bucks, and Winston did. He hit that guy in stride. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it'll be interesting to see him if he is the quarterback of the Saints next year. I think that could be pretty cool. Yeah. And there we go. Tebow knew how to win the fucking game. I'm pissed. He didn't get a real opportunity and against all the religious shit. Yep. yep. I'm not a Tebow guy. I mean, so with Tebow, because we're going to talk about him. He's going to be on this list. You guys are just going to choose. Do we want Tebow to go up against Jared Goff or Jameis Winston? Because when we're talking about someone who can win, the fucking game. I'm going to bring up two two instances. Corey, me and you talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show. We're talking about Tebow having two completed passes in a victory. But one of those completed passes was a 56-yard bomb touchdown to win yeah. the game. And one other game when he went up against the Jets. And I don't remember if it was the Mark Sanchez Jets. I think it was very close to that. He had two minutes to go, and he had 95 yards to go. And Tebow marched down the field and ended up with him getting a running touchdown in there. And I don't know. Getting Tebowed was real during those years. And I feel like if it wasn't due to the religious stuff, he probably would have had more of a shake. Like, it's crazy that now in 2020, you know, Tebow is ostracized for his religious religious beliefs and kneeling. And uh, But also, now- remember, he, he had the crazy college career, too. So, like... He was doing work from from a young age that, you know, I mean, this is just an overall QB thing. So, like, his time in Florida was legendary, too. 
Wasn't it the the his freshman year that he won the national championship? I'm pretty sure. He won uh, two there. Yeah, they Yeah. But they they won he won one and lost one or am I wrong about that? I think he uh, his rookie year he played in it and won it and then two years later I think he won it again when he won the Heisman. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I think it has to be Brady and Bradford especially because they both won Heisman trophies too. So I think it definitely has to be those two. It's just a matter of order, and I think that uh, Bradford versus Golf would be a interesting debate. There we go. And Tebow versus Winston. Tebow's never been getting a shot. And uh, lowest seed, he's got to work his way all the way up here. So we'll go through the matchups here in a second. We got just a couple more spots to fill in. So why don't we go? Why don't we go pre nineties? And we'll go to the thir- go to the thirteen seed here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Dan Fouts, someone who was throwing four thousand yards with consistency in an era where nobody was touch. You know. Him and Dan Marino, like, you know, those were the guys who were just offensive juggernauts back in the 80s. Dan Fouts sucks as a commentator. <laughs> but uh, for this, I, I got to say he's got to be somewhere in the mix of these next top couple picks, even without a Super Bowl. Pulling up some stuff right now. Let me check it out. And there we go. Steve, Dan Fouts. Kellen Winslow, hell yeah, man. Kellen Winslow was the shit there. Too bad his son was such a scumbag. You guys heard all the drama with Kellen Winslow Jr. right now? Oh, what happened with him? Bunch of bunch of rape cases like coming oh, back. Oh, yeah. Much like, yeah, a lot of bad, a lot of bad. Man, I'm I'm pulling up Otto Graham stats, and I know this is what is this? This is not yeah, even old AFL, right? Yeah, he's old. He's old, but he deserves to be on this list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like his, his, his numbers, numbers say what's up, but it's just uh, I don't know if I can get behind the, the playoff numbers. I mean, he's got the rings, but he threw more interceptions than than touchdowns in the in the playoffs. So I don't know what's up with that. I, I would say that it has to be right now, probably between two of the the New York Super Bowl winners, either you know Joe Namath or Phil Sims. Phil Sims does have that great. Um, you know, career two Super Bowl MVP, well, two Super Bowl championships, one MVP, <coughs> Pro Bowls. Um, he had 199 touchdowns, 157 interceptions, and then he has all that radio stuff to go on top of it, too. So he's built like his name and his brand for a long time. So I think Phil Sims definitely just off of name and, and Super Bowls got to go up there, too. Let's see. Throw it in the chat, guys. Who needs to be next on this? We are talking about the number 13. Thir- We're going all the way down the list. We're just going to knock out each the rest of this here. So we got six spots left. Who needs to be the higher seeds? Throw, throw in the list in there. Dan Fouts had 254 touchdowns to 242 interceptions. Good God. That's like that. That's Jameis Winston-esque. Here's a gunslinger, and, I, and I'm pulling up Vinny Testaverde's numbers right now. Another fucking gunslinger way back in the day of 46,000 yards, 275 TDs, 267 interceptions. <laughs> Bernie back Kozar. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. I got, I'm with Phil Sims on this. I think Phil Sims is the next guy up for me. 
And then we got a Fountain of Graham. All right. Throw it in there, guys. Let's get some more. Oh, Kenny Stabler. All right. We get him in the mix. My vote's with. I'll, I'll roll Phil Sims, and then I'll go Dan Fouts next. And Antonio said Namath. Are you saying no that we need to pick Sims, or are you saying no to Sims in that spot? <laughs> Fouts was a different era, though. So, all, well, all these guys are just pre nineties. So, what about Bob, Bob Greasy? Though you know he does have like the championships, and he was part of those Dolphins, you know, perfect season and everything like that. So, I think he definitely has to be kind of in there at, at least by you know eighteen. He's got to be on this list somewhere. Yeah. I mean. Eight, 18 and 0. Like, who knows if we are ever going to see yeah. that or not, whatever it was, 21 and 0, or however many. Perfect season. Got another one for Fouts. Or wait, is that the same? No, that's still Steve. Uh, Fouts, Graham, and then Len Dawson. There we go. Get another name in the mix. <laughs> and Ooh. Steve said, no, don't pick What Sims. with all the Sims? Hey, bro. Come on, man. He has two titles, a Super Bowl MVP. He has. 199 touchdowns to 157 interceptions. Your, your, your boy Dan Faust is at 254 to 242. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Sims. I'm with that, man. Give me Sims right here. Okay, let's get Sims and in Faust never had a Super Bowl. That is something that is going to be holding over the head of every Charger player ever. <laughs> Greasy was a game manager. I mean – Best damn game manager ever to get them, uh, you know, the undefeated season. I'll go Dan Fouts, and then I'll go Joe Namath. And uh, Steve said Sims didn't win in the '90s, so the it doesn't matter when they won. Uh, there, he's he's was drafted before 1990. That's it, why he's in the pre-'90s um, region. I like Sims, but I got to pick the Jet player. <laughs> yep, Antonio's been lobbying for Joe Namath. For a little while. Joe Namath will be on this list, but I think Broadway Joe is going to be a little bit lower. We got to remember, I mean, I pulled up right now. Joe Namath only made the playoffs two seasons. So it's like he had that one great year, and then he kind of just fell off. Like, I I mean. Yeah, but when he, when he announced that, you know, we're going to go and win that game and the bravado that he had, literally, that made him like a legend in New York. Like, the man just shows up, and he's like royalty off of that one win. So. I mean, I'm not a big Joe Namath fan, but like he built a legend off of that. You won a championship with the Jets. Like that's all you have to say. The Jets the have only Jets been the championship. Four winning seasons in 13 years as a starter and make the playoffs twice. I know he won the Super Bowl one of those years, but and the second year was a playoff exit first round like it's just tough it kind of it's kind of me turning me away i don't know if i can give him I, i'm behind dan fouch for this next one i i, I like frank tarkenton 342 <laughs> touchdowns to 266 interceptions um did he win a super bowl no Not he didn't super bowl but nine pro bowls i mean 240 342 to 266 is pretty nasty i can get behind that too i'll roll with that Better numbers than Dan Fouts for sure. We're gonna lean it. It was it was better numbers than Dan Fouts. 
Let's see. Ah, Namath on the Rams was funny as fuck. <laughs> Are you talking about Namath when Fouts had much better stats? He was just in the mix. I think Fouts is going to be on this list. But who are we going to get next? I think we got to get Dan Fouts in next. Man, Namath's going to be he's playing games and make a run to the Final Four based on one ring alone. But Len Dawson, though, two, 239 touchdowns, 183 picks. Um. He won MVP of the Super Bowl before. Len Dawson's definitely up there. Yeah, Len Dawson's got he got the same ring as Namath, and he's got better stats. Len Dawson over Namath. Don't even put Namath on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and Conscious Machine said Archie Manning on there, so I didn't put Archie Manning on here. I'll I'll put him here just uh, in case we need to get him in the mix. But Archie Manning has to be uh, the last spot at least just for spawning uh, Eli. Brady killer. Otto Graham is seven and three in the championship game, so I, I think we got to put Otto Graham as as number sixteen to round it out, and then yeah. And let's go Otto Graham, Len Dawson, and then we'll go uh, Archie Manning. Yeah, that sounds good. Jets get no love. Sorry, Antonio. Everybody hates the Jets. Give Mark Sanchez. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, for real, bro. Butt fumble central. Yeah, I love right, how man. Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow made the list that were both Jets quarterbacks, but Joe Namath didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but this is all this is all time, and man, yeah. a lot of all time competition. That the other guys, they only had to compete with just ten years worth of people. Was it the Jets that tried to make Tim Tebow a running back? So I don't even think he counts. Oh my god, that was so. Jets bad. just messed up everything. The Jets just stink. Yeah, and I, I enjoy it so much because I have like a group chat with a lot of Jet Jet fans. Oh my god, it's so much fun. It's just <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> and Antonio's a Jet fan. He loves it. Said my boy got to meet the starting center for Namath, and he told me that Namath used to do blow and fuck mad girls. There yeah. we go. It's Broadway Joe. <laughs> Just did it's whatever. Like Strawberry and those Mets from back in the day, bro. Yes. They had the wildest stories from the clubhouse. Savages. <laughs> All right, and uh, take your time, Matt. If you want to stick around after you get done, um, if not, we'll talk to you later, bro. All right, man. You guys have a good. I gotta take off. All right, peace Later. out, brother. Later, brother. All right, so we are almost done here. So 1990s, let's get it. Let's fill this out here. Tebow would beat Namath. Probably. <laughs> Tebow's huge. <laughs> Tebow mania, that was a thing. That was a thing. Facts. So let's see. And if there's anybody else that we got to get on here, um, you know, just let me know. Let's see here. Let's do some more research on these bottom feeders here. I want to get Jake Plummer in there somewhere, even if he's number 18. Jake the Snake. He's got to be on there um, just for the nickname alone. I agree. Ah, Jet Suck. There you go, Steve. And I, <laughs> There we go. I didn't see that. But, yep, Tebow would beat Namath. I, I think he would. I think he would. I think it's time to call Jeff Garcia's number as the next guy up. I, I think I'm. I may have the the Mark Brunel uh, call here as well, but uh, Brunel is what for, well, only forty four and twenty four as a QB record, but eighty six touchdowns, fifty two interceptions. 
85% uh, what is it? Uh, passer rating, 60% completion rating, three-time pro bowler. And for him, it was really just, I mean, it was the injuries that slowed him down, right? Yeah. Plus, he kind of was, it seems like a, more of like a journeyman type. Um, but he did have three pro, pro Bowls in just five seasons. He did get a ring with the Saints at the end of his career, looks like. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was on that team. That's cool. He had the backup for Drew Brees, for sure. <laughs> started one game. Started week 17. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best job in football, as they say. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. he was and he was the quarterback on the on the Jags for the longest time. So <laughs> I mean that that's where he was putting up uh, you know, most of his numbers. But they've always been garbage. Brunel was great. He learned under the goat. Brett, there we go. And Jeff George. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Jeff George. I mean, let me pull up some Jeff George stats. Twenty-seven thousand yards, hundred and fifty-four TDs to one hundred and thirteen interceptions, uh, eighty point four QB rating. Yeah, I was with Indy, Atlanta, and then became a journeyman, kind of at the end. Man, I gotta—I'll go Jeff Garcia, and then I'll roll Mark Bruno right after him, man. Bruno drafted by the Packers. All right, so let's get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I will put Garcia and then uh, Bruno. I mean, Bruno and Garcia. Yeah, no, 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 I'd flip that. Garcia above Bruno. Is that what you said too, Corey? Yeah, yeah, Gar- Garcia first and then Bruno. There we go. And then let me take a look at some some Jeff George stuff and see if he deserves next spot up. I know Kerry Collins does not deserve that spot. That's yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, let me pull up some uh, some Cordell Stewart too. Let's see, Jeff George. I mean, one fifty four to one thirteen, solid. Rating is only an eighty, but I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, maybe Jake Delhomme might be the only one that can challenge him. I think. Yeah, and Cordell Stewart, he was uh, he was definitely the game manager in Pittsburgh, and it was when they were bad too. With or well, not when they were bad, but just when they really weren't that good. Yeah, because he his best season looked like it was thirteen and three. But yeah, he had a losing season in a few other ones. Yeah, more often than not. Let's see. Did we look up Trent Dilfer's numbers? Yeah, they're, they're garbage. Well, everybody's numbers are garbage when we're getting down here, so it's finding whoever is uh, the shiniest garbage out of all these guys. Yeah, it might have to, it might have to be Jake DeLone. I like DeLone just off of his, uh, his uh, what is it, Len Berman name. Jay, Jay like, come and be going to go DeLone. Yeah. <laughs> Berman was the man, though. Yep. So just off of his his legacy. Cordell put- was offered. Dilfer was offered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. All right. So we're going Jake. We're going to low. And then let's go Jeff George next, and then I'm down with Jake the Snake. 
Yeah, and then yeah. La- lastly, uh, Trent Dilfer, just because he got that uh, Super Bowl, and then he has those, the Dilfer dimes. Those, those are pretty dope. There we go. Man, when Trent Dilfer can get on here with the ring, but Joe Namath can't. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. <laughs> There we go. Just wrong, wrong era. It's all about that timing. All about that timing. So let me see. Here we go. So let's talk about these matchups first. I think uh, Mahomes might be an upset alert with Tim Tebow. I think there's a chance it might might be so an Tim, upset with Tebow mania. So Tim Tebow's got to got to go through Jameis Winston first. So the prelim matchups is going to be Winston versus Tebow, Goff versus Bradford, Cutler versus Sanchez, Fitzpatrick versus Bolger, Brunel versus Dilfer, or no, Delome, Delome versus Dilfer, and then George versus Plummer, and then Fouts versus Archie Manning, and then Graham versus Lynn Dawson, and then whoever wins out of those guys, <laughs> sixteen seeds going to be taken on Patrick Mahomes. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh-oh. If he ends up beating out Bolger, that means he's going to have the tough task of taking on Brady. <laughs> Same thing so, here. Does the does the play-in, like, reseed? So, like, let's say, like, Tim Tebow beats Winston. Like, because Tim Tebow is the lowest seed, does he automatically face Mahomes or does he face Russell Wilson because he beat the 15? No, it's automatically whoever, whoever wins out of Winston and Tebow is going to be the 15th seed and then whoever wins out of – Goff and Bradford is going to be the 16th seed. Okay, cool. Yeah, and let's see. So I'm excited about these ones. Let's see some pre-90 ones. So we'll start. So the three seed going up against uh, the 14th. That's going to be big time. And Elway versus Phil Sims. That's going to be big. Warren Moon versus Jim Kelly. I think Warren Moon might be on upset alert, you know. Those four Bills are going to be a good argument. It all depends on how many Bills fans are out there, and I don't think there's – I mean, I know Bills Mafia is real. Maybe now more than ever they may come out of the woodworks. But I think they'll come out for Allen before anyone. Yeah. Although Jim (laughs) Kelly is their guy, so that might come out for both. They're crazy. (laughs) And then Bradshaw versus Stahlback, Cunningham versus Unitas, and then Aikman versus Bart Starr. I like Aikman versus Bart Starr. At the eight and nine, that one's gonna spark some controversy amongst the cowboy fans. So I like it. I think yeah, Phil, Sims gonna have gonna have a, Phil Sims is gonna upset in that first round. Watch, watch. <laughs> he could, man. He definitely could. Kelly versus Moon is a great matchup. Hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, it is. I'm gonna get some uh, Carson Wentz over Josh Allen stuff going. So, so here Carson we go. Wentz some love, man. Oof. Carson Wentz over Allen. I don't think that. I don't think that's happening at all. But no. we just need a couple people lobbying for Wentz, right? I love that it's Herbert versus Murray. I think that's, that's so fitting. That's going to be good. The two young studs there. Yep. Yep. Tannehill. Tannehill. Oh yeah. That's going to be a, that's going to be a good one. Cousins versus Watson. Um, that's people are. Less people are sour about Watson. I think Watson's going to get that. Mm-hmm. And then Carr versus Luck. I think Carr's going to get his ass whooped in that one. Yeah. I know Cam Newton's got a lot of haters out there, so maybe Baker Mayfield can stir something up. That's like the battle of the haters. They they both have their haters. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Star had five championships, Aikman three. Did Star have five? No, that no, they can't. But no Bart Star has like streets named after him. There's no way Bart Star <laughs> loses that. <laughs> and Bart Star was uh he was I thought he only had two Packers, Packers, that's where it was. Yeah, there was only two. But I still think that yeah, he's gonna get it. We'll see. It's all about the Cowboy fans. <laughs> Man, Eli Manning, lucky he didn't get someone in the first round that can test him. He's going to mop the floor with Joe Flacco. But Yeah. He got lucky. If he got stuck with someone like Romo or something like that, he might have he might have gotten a little bit. No, little I, bit think, I think Eli's going to make it to the final four. Oh. <laughs> the final <laughs> four of his bracket, not the final four, final four. Oh. I mean, maybe he might end up with Tom Brady and they might have a round three. <laughs> That'd oh. be fucking, if that'd be he faces awesome. Brady, how could you not vote for Eli over Brady just because? <laughs> Gotta keep the tradition, bro. Like he doesn't lose to Brady. <laughs> oh yeah, Bart Starr. He was winning championships before it was called the Super Bowl. <laughs> like for real, man. Oh, That's there we I'm go. Saying. Steve is piggybacking. Eli will beat Brady. Yeah, I'm gonna start putting all this. Uh, ah, Wink and Willie. I think Eli sucked ass. <laughs> Man, that play to David Tyree alone will just live in infamy. Yep. I mean, that, and that's one thing that uh, you can't. You can never take it away from Eli. It, at least the game-winning drives, because because yep. it was it was the offense, and as much as the defense put them in position, I mean, Eli, Eli still ran with it. He escaped the scack to throw it up to David Tyree to catch it against his helmet. Like, in the heat of the battle versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl to pull off a play like that, that that has to be pretty iconic. And the big thing, if you go back and look at those games, which I did when we had that Brady debate, I went back and watched the highlights from, like, all of those games. Brady could have put the nail in the coffin a couple times within those games, and he didn't. Yep. I know you can't win them all, but Brady was in arm's reach of those, and he failed. The Manningham throw. It, that That's the other thing. He had – in each of the two Super Bowl wins that they had, he had either the Tyree throw or the Manningham throw where it was just like, how did Eli make that play to, to get them to, you know, running that Super Bowl, those wins. So he made one play in each at least. That and he still threw the touchdown, you know, to win. There's a lot of these Super Bowls yep. that Brady won where it was, yeah, him driving and then field goal or him driving and then James yep. White uh, touchdown, you know. Yep. So at least Eli does have that. He scored those touchdowns down the down the stretch. Or uh, Russell Wilson. Th- oh, no, I'm sorry. Russell Wilson. Th- oh, no, Russell Wilson throwing at the one-yard line, like when you have beast mode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how Brady won another one. Worst call ever. Right. <laughs> I still yes. loved how uh, Marshawn Lynch went on the league that next season and they had that whole play. Um, do you guys remember that that episode of the league that Marshawn was on? No, he was on the league? Oh, I have to go back and see that. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember on there, but I don't remember the punchline or what was going on. So it was him and Taco. They were hanging out because, you know, they're Eskimo brothers, of course. And Marshawn <laughs> invested into Taco Corp. And uh, Taco's like, hey, man, you want a beer? And, um, or no, um, Taco, he's like, Hey, throw me a beer. And he's like, well, why don't I just walk it over to you? Just like, you know, a yard away. And he's like, no, man, just throw it to me. What could go wrong? Just throw it to me. <laughs> and no, they just, I have, I'm going to have to YouTube that. And I think, I I might that. Say, he might've thrown it and then like Pete caught it or something like that, like intercepted it or something like that. 
it was something like that. Something bad happened by him throwing it, you know, just a foot or a yard or whatever. But yeah, they they loved it. That was the most talking that Marshawn like ever did. <laughs> Although he did the Doritos commercial where he's like full on like nursery rhyming now. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, it's about that action, boss. I get that get that uh checking account going, and I'm sure he'll do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean Skittles, Subway, <laughs> Doritos, <laughs> like he got it all now. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's see. Let's round out these ones in the 2000s. So we got Breeze going up against Pennington. I mean, I think Breeze is going to run away with that. Yeah. Alex Smith versus Michael Vick. I mean, we're going to see how much people hate Michael Vick and how much <laughs> people love the comeback story of Alex Smith. Like, that's what's going to – how many dog lovers we got out there who hate Vick right now? Every single season when Vic drops in Madden, like it, the whole community goes ablaze because, like, on those ultimate team modes, he's like the the goat, literally. Yeah. So there's a lot of Vic love just from the video game people. Yep. Big Ven versus Stafford. That one's gonna be good. No, uh, no rings for Stafford, but I'm curious to see who uh, who's gonna win the popularity vote. Eli versus Flacco. Rivers versus Matt Ryan, and then Tony Romo versus Carson Palmer. I think Rivers versus Ryan is going to be a really good debate because Rivers doesn't have any MVPs or anything like that. Ryan does. Uh, Ryan's been to the Super Bowl. Rivers hasn't. But Rivers kind of has, like, better, I guess, overall stats, if we want to say that. So I I think that Ryan might pull the, the upset on Rivers. Could happen. Oh, yeah, and here's what happened. Yeah, Kevin tried to catch it and then ran into the fire. So catching the beer from Marshawn and then, yeah, ran around saying I'm on fire. Yeah, so what's the worst that could go wrong? Like literally turning into a dumpster fire. (laughs) All right, and then in the 90s, Kurt Warner going up against Mark Brunel. I don't see see Kurt Warner losing that, but that's going to be a good matchup to start. Jeff Garcia versus Steve McNair. It would be crazy if Garcia won, but got to be McNair there. Culpepper versus Brad Johnson. Donovan McNabb versus Hasselbeck. So this that one might get interesting. Both uh, of them made it to one Super Bowl. Both of them lost one Super Bowl. Pretty similar careers. Doug Flutie versus Trent Green. It, it's got to be Doug Flutie. I'm going to be driving the Doug Flutie hype train. I think, I think Doug Flutie's going to be a, a Final Four bracket guy in, in this one. I'm going to go try to find a picture of Flutie Flakes just to keep like throwing it Facts, out on bro. social media. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have Josh Allen O's or something like that now. The Bills fans are absolutely insane, man. <laughs> Hey, you gotta gotta market your guys, and if you know Yo, that the bills are gonna buy some shit, like get some shit that they will buy. <laughs> Have you ever seen when they do the ketchup and the mustard on the on the fan? That's so. What the hell are they doing, man? It's crazy. So the only reason I, me and you talked about it, Corey, I, I did want to see the Bills win the Super Bowl just so I could see how fucking crazy Bills Mafia would go <laughs> and the extreme, like you know, measures they'd go to celebrate. A Super Bowl yeah. victory. It will keep us entertained all offseason just off of those videos alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I am I am hyped. And there we go. Antonio throwing it out there. Season 7, Episode 1. He just binged uh, the league a couple a month ago. So, yeah, I'm sure he remembers exactly where that was. I'm going to have to YouTube it. So funny. So funny. It was classic. And, yeah, Marshawn Lynch and Taco being Eskimo brothers and him buying into Taco Corp. Like, yeah, they just 
<laughs> They're I, savages, man. I love I love the one where they went to go play paintball. Like the I'll always remember that one. That's just oh, Rafi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Rafi Erica. Erica. <laughs> Rafi's a, I'm not saying he's an underrated character because everybody who knows the league, like, you know, remembers him. But, oh, man, I think just in general, pop culture, Rafi is, like, so underrated. I, I know he can't be around the PC culture because he's, like, the exact opposite. So, you know, a lot of people can't really talk about him. But what a fucking character, man. What a fucking no, character. They did an episode or, like, a two episodes, like, part where they did a backstory on him and – um and Dirty Randy, Rogan, whatever his name is, Dirty Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how they became friends and stuff, and just like how he basically became oh, porn. Like Rafi. Yeah. Is that when they shot? Oh no, I'm thinking a different one. When they shot the porn in uh, what you call it's uh, house. Yeah. house. Yeah. When they were doing the draft. That was when you first meet him, and he's so funny. And he's like, they were like, "Are you guys gonna clean up after?" And he was like, my nickname's fucking Dirty Randy. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so great. He's, he was like, yeah, we do this, we do that. What? What? Okay. I'll be out there in a second. We're just wrapping this up, okay? I'll be out there in a second. Yeah, they're uh, they're ridiculous. He was like, uh, what were they saying? He was like, yeah, like like this and like this and like we'll do that. <laughs> It's like, but we don't clean up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, such a good all right. So I, I can't wait. I'm hyped. So we're gonna be next week is uh, the first, and we're gonna Monday, be doing right? we're gonna be doing the the fictional characters draft for uh, the the bracket for that week, and so it's gonna be the week after that. So starting March eighth is when everything's gonna be dropping on. Facebook, on Twitter. I'm going to put it on YouTube also because we can put polls on YouTube now and just get as many votes as we can and see how this all plays out. So are you doing like um, – I know you're doing plans on March 1st, but it's like a 24-hour timer or, or yep. how are you doing it? Yeah. Yep, 24-hour timer. So I'm probably going to – since I'm on um, West Coast time, I'm probably just going to stay up till like around midnight or so and drop it then and – when people wake up, they can vote on it, and we'll just be throwing it out on social media, getting people hyped on it, getting people to retweet it, share it, things like that. But yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun like two weeks of these two brackets going off. That's cool. So just like round one, day one, round two, day two type deal. Yep. So like day one will just be the prelims. It'll be all the fifteen and sixteen seeds, like you know, fighting, fighting yeah. for their seeds, and then. Next day after that, it'll be literally like, all the game like one matchups. matchups and shit. Yep. Oof. Yeah. It's no so, good. Yeah. First day, you know, first two days, there's going to be a lot of voting, and then you know it'll trickle down after that. But yeah, first day, there's going to be a bunch of bunch of brackets going. So I like it. I'm hyped. It's not called March Madness for nothing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely going to be mad about this all month. Hey, That's you better sure. fill out your your predictions now. Create a little. Create a little side bet of our own. Who do you think is going to win? There we go. I have a feeling that uh, the Tom Brady truthers will uh, come out and vote for him. <laughs> I think that maybe Joe Montana might be a little sneaky one. We shall see. Wouldn't be better to just pair the guys in different eras to battle. Otherwise, it's obvious who is better. Uh, well, it's going to come down. I mean, once it gets down to the final <laughs> four, 
That's when all the eras are going to start colliding. Who's the best amongst their perspective eras and draft classes and all that, and who makes it to battle the rest of the guys? Got it. Got to come out the brackets. There we go. All right. So, uh, uh, Taco, tell everybody where to find you at. All right. Uh, I'm at the the Daily Sporting. Uh, that's on Instagram, Facebook, on uh, Twitter. We're at Daily Sporting for you. Uh, we cover a lot of fantasy sports. So right now we're doing big in fantasy basketball with like waiver wires and recaps. And we're getting ready for fantasy baseball, which kicks off, you know, April 1st. So we have uh, mock drafts coming. We got rankings and all that stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. So uh, definitely check us out at the Daily Sporting. And Corey, final thoughts and tell everybody where to find you at. Man, this this is a good time. I've never been a part of something like this. You know, this is this is gonna be big if we can if we can get it there, get a lot of shares and stuff going like that. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of a free agent right now too, like you hustler. I mean, I just mostly just do these uh, guest appearances on your show, but I mean, I'm in the Discord. Like you guys join Hustler's Discord. It's literally like five dollars a month if you can afford that. Like it's not that it's not a terrible pain, but I mean, I'm in there, and then I'm in the Facebook group too. If anyone wants to hit me up for uh, help on dynasty league or i'm getting pretty big into fantasy basketball stuff too and i mean i'm looking to get into fantasy baseball too so you'll find me in there if you want to get any advice or anything like that i'm just i see right here Corey hernandez right there so let me know man and i'll give you a follow taco to you you're same. a cool dude man same you too bro yeah and i'm throwing right. my link in the i'm throwing my link in the chat right now it's pretty much everywhere where you can find me on social media we got the link in there for the fantasy football advice group as well so yeah we're all over the internet a lot of content is going to be coming out about fantasy football but i like doing things like this just to bring some people together you know do some bullshit you know kill some time i started off doing content creation with this last year no videos though but I can't wait to like break down like the bracket like ha halfway through it and you know talk about how it's shaping out, get input and all that. So I'm stoked, man. Thank you guys for coming on and helping this get done. Thanks and appreciate it. Love jumping on the show. I love talking about the the, the matchups. I I just like smack talk. So this is about it, you know. Oh yeah, bro. Open invitation anytime you want to come back. You already know. Facts, bro. Facts. Alrighty, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace out. Are you ready, Jim? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the cheapy of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. Hold out here for a bill. Yeah, yeah. Really trying to get this money for a real. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Okay, let's go smoke that joint.